Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High book by book. I'm Anna Gary. I'm Karen Moynihan. I'm Keen Sullivan. And I'm James O'Hagan. <laughs> we have guests! <laughs> extra people! <laughs> Strangers! Yes! This week we are discussing Amy's true love. And to help us do this are two Sweet Valley virgins. <laughs> it's James and Keen from Sissy That Pod. Welcome! Thank you for having us. This has been an exciting journey already and we haven't even started talking about the book. Oh, uh, <laughs> well. I mean, it's it's always good to see Sweet Valley through, uh, through a newcomer's eyes because we're so used to these terrible people that uh, you know I think we might just be we might be just taking a lot of their terribleness I was going to say like, these people act like monsters all the time and we're just used to it now so we might need an actual reality check to be <laughs> yeah. like sorry what is happening <laughs> yeah I, I did a check in with my friends who were um, the, the sort of lady demographic that mm. would have been the like the sweet the, the sweet valley high sweet spot mm. um, as to kind of what could I expect before I started reading it um, and they were very much like just a sociopath and a holier than thou <laughs> complete another a uh, are coupled up together and sent into a school being better than everyone and making everyone feel terrible and I'm like oh okay accurate yeah, yeah. very accurate <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it, they they didn't they they steered you right. Yeah. What about you? Did you did you have any uh, background info? No, I was completely in the dark. I was expecting it to be kind of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh wow! <laughs> so, and I didn't know. I I wasn't sure whether when I was reading the book, I was like, are these characters true to form or are they just really poorly written? Well, that's hard to know. Mm. I mean, they are poorly written. I was going to say, why not? <laughs> well, we know they're poorly written. <laughs> but are they both? <laughs> well, they are consistent, it has to be said, book to book. For the most part, yeah. Although this one does feel like it's retconning Amy pretty heavily in terms of her behaviour. Yes. Like. Yeah. There's a lot of shady Amy behaviour in the past mm. that kind of gets... Uh, Brushed under the carpet, but not by us listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're not letting her away with anything. <laughs> there's a true duality to Amy throughout the book that makes no sense with each other from when she goes from one area to another area. And I'm like, how can you sit and go to sleep at night having written this character that makes no sense? How Something they? that they should ask themselves, the Sweet Valley High team, all the time and probably didn't. Um, but we will, as ever, dive right in with some taglines and blurbs. And the cover tagline is. Amy Sutton, in love at last. <laughs> As usual, the answer is no. I mean, <laughs> like everything yeah. in this book, Amy is just deluded. Amy is kidding herself. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Can you give us the back? <laughs> oh my God, the back tagline's good. Oh yeah, okay. We, <laughs> we are going sporty with it. It is game, set, match. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a match. <laughs> it's absolutely not a match. But the blurb is quite dramatic. Boy crazy Amy Sutton has finally found the guy of her dreams. Tennis star Tom McKay. I mean, 
since when is he going for star. dreams? Yeah, since, oh, well, Star is doing a lot of heavy lifting as well. Yeah. But Tom's not at all interested in dating her. Amy just can't believe it and refuses to give up. There's an exclamation mark there as if this isn't terrifying, as if this is just like, oh, good old Amy. Tom asks his friend Barry Wark to help him convince Amy that she's wasting her time. I mean, that happens about three quarters of the way through the book. Mm, takes a yeah. while. Mm. Barry's fallen for Amy himself. Why? And he tries to make her see just how much he cares about her. But Amy just gets furious with Barry for interfering. Will she ever set aside her pride and find true love? Like, she doesn't get that furious with him. This is this no. sort of emphasises all the wrong things, It's I misleading, feel. yeah. Hmm. No, it, it is It is misleading. I do think that a, a more appropriate name for the book would have been Amy Sutton, Birth of a Gay Diva, plus <laughs> The Boring <laughs> Tennis Twinks. <laughs> I mean, we'd all want to read that book. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> Well, so that that blur brings you up to basically like the second last chapter. They, yeah, they do that a lot. <laughs> they do do yeah. this. They basically spoil the entire thing for you. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I have to say that the actual the cover would go with your title. Karen, <laughs> yeah. can you describe it, please? I can certainly have a go. Uh, it's, it's Amy and Tom, but again, like like they've done recently, this is a different Amy. Oh my God, it's not the Amy. Amy. We saw Amy in a past book. She yeah, did not look like this. This is a different girl altogether. Um, I'm I'm kind of, for some reason I'm getting Sweet D from Always Sunny. I thought the same thing. From this and cover, Sweet yeah. D oh, yeah. now. I see it. I see it. Yeah. And Sweet D is exactly the same age as me, which means she's in her mid forties, and that's <laughs> what Amy looks like in that picture. Again, they usually look like they've got a mortgage on these covers. Yeah. They never well, look like Tom teenagers. looks like a waxworker. Oh my God, he's freakish. He's like <laughs> unnerving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tom's been at the Botox before Botox was invented. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he is. He's got that waxwork, shiny sort of mm. mobile look. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a choice. Um, it's like the brief of the artist was like, draw the face of a man with the eyes of a woman. And it was like this weird, <laughs> just this weird amalgam that we got, which is like... <laughs> And add a tennis racket in for good measure. I mean, look, yeah, he's in his tennis whites as well, of course. Amy's kind of matching, even though she's not really interested in tennis, but she's wearing a kind of a matching shirt. So yeah, because she knew the neon light was going to reflect right off. Oh, she knows what works for her. She does. (laughs) She's working the lights. (laughs) And and a pet peeve of mine, and this is very pedantic, is if the cover doesn't actually highlight an actual moment in the book. There's Mm. no moment in the book where they get that close to each other. Again, yeah, this is a this is Amy's fantasy. Happen. Yeah, Yeah, true. Very true. Actually, also Tom has repeatedly described as being blonde so. yes <laughs> literally it's one of the only things she knows about him literally it's like and what's he like he's blonde blue eyes, blue eyes. <laughs> does he have blue eyes maybe that's meant to be Barry he does not no. oh <gasps> well Barry um, has curly hair though doesn't he oh and glasses yeah oh god how can you play how can you play tennis is it Jake <laughs> oh, oh maybe it's Jake yeah. Yeah. Jake has curly hair maybe oh it is god, Barry Jake's coming to town guys yeah. <laughs> everybody know <laughs> everybody <laughs> is very excited as uh, we will see um, because we're going to dive right into the story and we begin in the cafeteria where Jessica is complaining about the mystery meat sandwich and uh, Jessica, Liz says I thought you were on a liquid diet this week and Jessica says she decided it wasn't healthy and that's the only throwback we get to the last book which is all about the dangers of over dieting mm. like we've got Jessica saying that a liquid diet isn't healthy that is a low bar it is <laughs> like, like if that's their standard yeah. of you know being body positive <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, Jessica is. This is your first introduction to Jessica. Mm-hmm. What was your first impression? I didn't feel she, I got much of a first impression. It was mm. just like she was correcting Amy and her mystery sandwich. <laughs> like okay, a bit snooty, I suppose, is what I okay, first impression. Yeah. No, my my first impression of of 
of Liz was that she was kind of snooty, judgmental, and a mm. little bit sort of like thinks she's better than Jess. Yep. Mm. Um, true. And true. Je- and Jessica, I just did get the impression that she was obviously this party girl who, like, at that point, I kind of was like, I was like, oh, this is the one I'm going to like. This yeah. is the one I'm going to enjoy. And then you realize that she has no human emotions. <laughs> this is <laughs> it. She, is she genuinely could be a sort of a likable <laughs> OTT diva, but she's actually such a spiteful wench. Yes, that she really You can't is. like her. Like, like she's awful. charmless. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a bit of banter between the two of them and, like, you know, oh, you're not going to stay with your twin sister, obviously, for lunch. And, and that, Elizabeth came out better for me because it was kind of like this kind of like funny we have a repartee as you mm-hmm. know, twin sisters okay, yeah. and Jessica is kind of like a bit airy being like oh, no I want to go to with my friends <laughs> <laughs> that is quite, I mean in fairness Liz is the more likable one of the two if you had to choose oh mm. I guess she's less likely to stab you in your sleep I suppose true <laughs> no, again the low bar you'd of. want to work with Liz but you'd want to like go for drinks with Jessica true she'd bring but the chaos only once or twice yeah, oh, yeah. Never yeah. More than that. yeah. No, and never yeah. to a second location yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> well Jessica is not happy with uh, with Amy at the moment and why could that be Karen oh I mean she stood her up for lunch it's not like that's anything that Jess would ever do no that's literally <laughs> Jessica all over honestly all this stuff of her being mad at Amy is just her being mad at Amy for acting like she normally does well mm. right down to the fact that she's objecting to Je- to Amy being apparently too boy crazy <laughs> like like Jessica isn't boy crazy there was literally a book called Two Boy Weekend there was about <laughs> Jessica <laughs> cheating on her boyfriend oh, so wow. like yes because she couldn't last more than like 24 hours yeah. without getting <laughs> some action well the way they all speak and I'm sure we'll get into it the way they all speak about men in this is is very out of character for the women I know in my life I mean they're <laughs> the genteel delicate women <laughs> But it's like this master chess game of like tripping each other up in the hall to try to get with the hottest guy. Oh, no. There's like literally all's fair in love and war is their motto. They say it. Yeah, they do actually say that. We actually get get that in this book. We do. At one point, someone reminds them of it. And it is accurate. As they're they're icing Amy Sutton out. (laughs) In fact, I believe the girls call it their chief motto, which made me feel, do they have several others? There's a hierarchy of motto. When in Rome, obviously. (laughs) Take two to tango. Of course. All of the cliches. <laughs> that is their. I mean, you seriously are not far wrong in this. Like, this is you clearly have picked up all the basics of Sweet Valley yeah. just from from one book. Um, well, yeah, Jessica. Like Liz points out that basically that Jessica is like this herself, and also Amy has always been boy crazy. So why mm. is this only bothering Jessica now? And uh, then Jessica sees her supposed friends, including Jean. West, her fellow cheerleader and sorority member, and um, she her eyes twinkle because she's heard that Jean and her boyfriend Tom have just broken up, and she just wants to get in on the gossip. I mean, I'd like to think if I, if I broke up with somebody, my friend's eyes would be twinkling as they ran over to dissect the demise of my relationship. And uh, yeah, poor uh, Jean is surrounded by sympathetic friends. They are in their home. Oh sympathetic. my god! No, no, they are not. They well, are they are more sympathetic than Amy. Oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, well, all fair in love and war. <laughs> we have established that, that at once this point. Times. <laughs> True. Well, we're reminded of how Jean and Tom got together, and it was over like a. It was a convoluted affair that involved her going on, having to ask about the date as part of her Pi Beta Alpha sorority hazing. And, uh, but then they really fell in love. Or did they? Apparently not. And um, yeah, apparently they split up because 
Well, they did, like they didn't have a fight or anything. No, it's all a bit vague. It's just like, oh, we oh. just we weren't feeling it anymore, kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like the as you run through the whole mm. thing, it's like he's questioning his his sexuality, and mm. this mm. all you know sort of emerges throughout the narrative. Mm. So, and that's obviously why they why he decided to like to end it. But it is funny how they they don't really ever they don't ever interrogate that too much. They. They just sort of like leave that sitting mm. there as like a big question mark. Mm. Poor, sad, lonely, gay Jake has gone back to San Francisco. <laughs> Spoiler you alert. You're questioning, maybe reread that pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have another go. Well, I don't, I, at the time, I had Tom told Jean. I didn't get that impression. I no. kind of got the impression he, no. he, no, he broke it off. And yeah. she was like, I don't know, it's all going so well. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think she sort of knew she, it wasn't working. It was kind, like of, they, it was yeah. kind of mutual. When, I, think. I think when one had mm. said it, the other was a bit really, was it Jean actually broke yeah, up? She him. did, and he was relieved. And he was relieved, and she yeah. was upset that he was relieved and didn't want to like fight for them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just neither of them were were really giving it their all. And uh, so everybody is being sympathetic in fairness to them. Um, <laughs> but then Amy literally bounces up <laughs> and <laughs> and says, "Gee, West, I'm in a complete state of shock. I just ran into Maria Santelli. She told me that you and Tom are history." <laughs> then she's like, "Are you out of your mind? He's one of the cutest boys in the whole school." And the others are like, "Shut up! What is <laughs> wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts working her way through her french fries with furious speed which just makes me imagine her going ah, bah, 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 I know bah, bah, just, bah, it's bah, such a scene here's Hunter's car just, cool. <laughs> just like, stuffing her face with chips yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so hot you guys hungry for love oh <laughs> and fries <laughs> well then she says I don't want to be tacky or anything Jean oh, you don't she but is the, tacky she's so extremely tacky, tacky. <laughs> but the truth is I've always had a little bit of a crush on Tom in fact I've had my eye on them for weeks now <laughs> basically says do you mind if I make a move and Jean just gets up and runs away oh. I, to be fair with you, I do think that the most offensive part of that well actually no it's all pretty offensive <laughs> but <laughs> it's like I've had my eye on him for weeks like that's basically like oh, I've yeah. been eyeing up your man yeah, for the last number of weeks while like you know this isn't Love Island guys you know yeah. this sort of like I wrote down Amy thinks she's in the Love Island villa yeah. <laughs> 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 There's not going to be a recoupling, you know? So, like, yeah. you know, if they were together and they were happy, you shouldn't have your eye on your friend. Mm. And even if you do, you don't, you don't tell them. them. <laughs> exactly. Oh. This is why, I mean, no spoilers, listeners, but what Amy chooses to do later on is so wildly out of character because I'm just going to say no one wants this bitch giving them advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, even Jessica thinks that Amy's gone too far. Um, because she just doesn't Amy doesn't realise why Jean is upset she's just like what they've broken up and um, we're also told that Jessica is angry because Amy's callous behaviour to Jean was the last straw the cheerleaders owed each other and one another a certain amount of loyalty and concern wow remember what they were doing to Robin in the last book we were told Jesus like yeah th- like, none of this tracks at all <laughs> they literally bullied somebody into um, trying to take their own life mm. in one book oh, oh yeah and uh, in just the last book we were told that they had tried to Jessica tried to trick the co-captain into missing their photo shoot for the yearbook yeah. so where's your loyalty now <laughs> there is no loyalty with these bitches whatsoever maybe she just thought she was looking rough so she was like I mean, we, don't, we don't want doing her a favour <laughs> that would be a Jessica move but she was one step off being like oh you know what's his favourite sex position like getting all the tips so she can like please him properly like it was like go away I know no, she is I mean Amy has crossed a line in this one it's true and uh, later on Jessica tells Lila our favourite character Mm. 
um, who actually doesn't I, get I to shine in this one. What no. did you think of Lila? So this is what I was wanted to want to ask the Is there like a hierarchy of characters? Because some of them like always come with their surnames. So mm. you get like you know you get your Susan Bacon, mm. you get your Amy Sutton, yeah, you get your Tom. Brady, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Tom McKay. <laughs> Tom McKay. But like, Leela, I only ever got her her first name. Yeah, <gasps> she's like Sherry. She doesn't need a surname. But I was just so other, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard her in other episodes where she's more of a main character in this. And I, yeah. You know. yeah. She is our, she's a, a glamorous rich bitch diva, basically. Yeah. She is the Alexis Carrington of, okay. of Sweet Valley. She even, and she even oh, lives yeah. in Fowler Crest. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, wasn't there a line there where Amy, when, she, when someone was like, sorry, Amy, you're being intensive. She says, what? Whoa! Welcome to Soap Opera City. Oh, like, I just love like, that. Very meta. No self-reflection at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> I mean, they do live in Soap Opera City. But, um, later, uh, Jessica tells Lila that Amy's been acting really self-centered lately. Like that isn't like all your friends. <laughs> Genuinely. Um, so they decide that they're going to give Amy the cold shoulder treatment, which basically means mm. they're just going to be mean and ignore her without telling her why. Yeah, th- I mean, and you know, this poor Amy is going through it in this. She is like finding her feet as a diva. She is trying <laughs> to understand what it means to be her- herself in a world full of people who can never measure up. <laughs> her friends are just like not inviting her to the mall and ignoring her when they go to the beach. Like I'm, I was, I was horrified. Like this also sort of like really like if you never get told at any point like this is a bad thing to do, you shouldn't do this. Mm. It kind of implies like if your friend is being a bit of a bitch, just cut them out. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, they never actually show. <laughs> that Jessica and Lila are being mean or kind of bullying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this questionable behaviour it's just like no it's probably your fault if they're not talking to <laughs> you <laughs> pretty much well we cut to Monday afternoon in sociology class and Amy's in trouble with her teacher Ms Jacobi uh-huh. or Jacobi Jacobi um, can you tell us why Karen oh she's failing sociology yeah Apparently she wrote an essay on something she didn't know anything about or and clearly didn't even try <laughs> or didn't even do any research on. Like, I was, yeah. I was like, it didn't occur to me to yeah. write about something I knew or read about the thing I was writing an essay no. on. Oh, Amy. I mean, it is typical. It is in character for her <laughs> in all the previous like 75 books or wherever many there have been. Um, so, uh, yeah, Miss Jacoby has a suggestion for something Amy could do to make up her grade. She's, for some reason, she's oh sending God. this vapid bitch off <laughs> to volunteer at a clinic for, like, kids who, like, need counselling and have troubles of their own and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, why are you doing it's this? It's so irresponsible. Like, I, I, I have, this is the part of this, I have the most trouble with all of mm, this. Like, what? Yeah. This Project Youth is obviously some kind of a cult. What are their <laughs> governance structures? I, I want to know, like, how do you go from just arriving in for a quick breezy chat with someone named Kathy, and then all of a sudden you're answering desperate phone calls from teenagers? Uh, I know! And in an hour! She, she did an hour of training, though. In no. She did. What a four! Apparently that's also, all it takes. Like, you can 100% guess that, like, she's on the phone listening. There's some, like, person droning on about some terrible life that they're thinking. And... Amy is thinking they don't realise they're talking to Amy Sutton <laughs> I am such a good listener I am, I am just I am doing this I am doing so much work for this person they have no idea like that is 100% what this girl is, is doing it is that is very true <laughs> also I mean, for the teacher to be like okay you failed one test rather than be like let me go to the hierarchy of suggestions like work more <laughs> do something you're interested in do some you know, research yeah, yeah. So maybe you know let's approach it from a different angle mm. she's like no let's go to the social centre don't yeah. work <laughs> problem solved so in what well, world is an afternoon job for several months less work than just rewriting an essay <laughs> I know. it's like three <laughs> nights a week for months <laughs> one trip to the library probably to solve this for yeah. her oh <laughs> my god 
So yeah, apparently they'll train her, she's told, if four fucking hours counts. Um, so yeah, yeah she, oh no, it's two afternoons a week and she's torn because it would conflict with uh, cheerleading and going to the beach. But apparently she once saw a TV movie about social work and was impressed by it. So that's enough. <laughs> it was that movie that, that Mariah Carey was in. What was that one? Oh, uh, oh, the one where she played the scene. Oh, it was Precious. 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 It was Precious. It was she precious. saw Precious yeah. and she was like, oh my God, this is going to be my Mariah Carey oh. moment. Ma- Mariah going all serious <laughs> yeah. without her trademark uh, glitz and glam Glamour. and butterflies. Also, she was impressed by it. She was impressed by the movie. Was she impressed by the depiction of social care? Like, what was it about it? Like, I've seen The Fast and the Furious and <laughs> if it impressed me, I wouldn't want to go joyriding. <laughs> Maybe she feels that she could actually do some good in the world, which also was very out of character Again, for her. That is not because like she's at all. a terrible person. Yeah. So uh, she thinks somehow thinks this is an easy way to improve her grade. Why? And uh, so she'll do it. So Miss Jacoby te- says she'll call the head of the clinic, Kathy, and tell her to expect Amy tomorrow. Um. So Amy heads off and wants to head to the mall, but Jessica just gives her the bush off. Yeah, mm. she's very rude. This is very rude. This, this like being sacked off by poor old Jess. I have written in notes here, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, sacked off by Jess, pig pen, and I don't know what. <laughs> oh, that relates. To. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Ape, can you explain? It was the locker. Yeah, Jess was yeah. at her locker, and Amy at this point is trying to make friends with <laughs> Jess, but she's like. Oh, your locker looks like a bit of a pig pen. Oh, or whatever the expression was. That's a way to make friends. And I've got insult her locker. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my Amy. god! I thought cheerleaders were going to be loyal to each other. Oh well. <laughs> now you see their true colours. They're always like this. Uh, so uh, yeah, she. But this sort of makes her feel, especially after the conversation she had with Miss Jacoby, she decides that uh, you know th- she needs something good in her life. And then she has a vision. <laughs> What could that vision be of? Oh my God. Well, generally in Sweet Valley, the only thing that will solve your problem is a boyfriend. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. That makes everything better. A yeah. hunk. It makes you better looking as well. Oh, it does, that is yeah. an established thing. It's like, if you look so good, it's because she has a boyfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> They've actually done this multiple times, yeah. worryingly enough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're told that she had dates all the time, but never anything really steady. Even Amy's relationship with Bruce Patman, though long-term, had not been true love. Now, Amy pursued Bruce Patman when he was going out with saintly Regina Morrow mm, and then Regina. Regina saw them getting off with a bush and uh, getting off with a bush no in a bush <laughs> <laughs> they were at a party in the garden and uh, then Regina went off did a bunch of coke at a party and died yep oh and oh, yeah. Amy was unashamed. Oh, I mean, Amy should. I, Amy, I, I mean, that is just the tragic backstory that Ad True Diva needs. <laughs> <laughs> if only she saw this tragic, though, because she, she was unaffected by it entirely. She was like, How inconvenient the police are here. Oh, this yeah. is, I was only worried for my first guy. Ruining my brain. might have gone to second base. <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> Well, Amy heads home and uh, she meets her photographer dad in his mid-40s, unlike myself. That's this was my favourite part of the entire book. I'm just going to say that. This okay. entire exchange. It peaked early for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think what? I know what you're getting to, but keep going, keep going. Oh, go on. <laughs> she arrives home and she's all like downtrodden and sad and she runs into her dad and he's all like excited and ignoring her because he's got a book deal and her mother is like a lady sportscaster so mm-hmm. she's busy at the lady sportscaster <laughs> business sportscasting and then like she's like I'm going to prove that I'm really good by like cooking them a frozen chicken oh. <laughs> and you could just see it coming when she like, took the, fri- the, fri- the, the, fri- the chicken out of the freezer and she's like I'm going to cook this and the dad's like did you really cook that and 
I just was like, this is like a, tra- a comedy of errors. But the bit yeah. I loved was the dad was like, oh, I got a new book deal. And it says that Amy jumps up in, into his arms and wraps his legs around him <laughs> in happiness. And I was like, what teenager oh. cares about their dad's career as much as that? And also does jumps up like that and wraps yeah. his legs around their dad, dad. when they're 16. And he then also, this one might break even. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. How much of their dear, lady sportscaster dear. fortune as he like bumped into a terrible photographer? <laughs> Just vanity project after vanity project with this guy. It's like a giant coffee table book. Like one of those ones that cost like six hundred quid. <laughs> the whole family had like big Angelica from Rugrats vibes about oh, it. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I can it. see it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, she weirdly feels a bit left out and jealous by her uh, by her family's. Um, fancy success by the way both her parents I'm just saying it now are really nice mm. like yeah, they're they good parents they actually do pay attention to her they do and they uh, apologise when they're like gone for an evening yeah so they do not deserve their vapid child <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't tell them that she's volunteering a project youth because then she'd have to reveal that she um, was failing test. Mm, yeah. uh, and then she barbecues the ice cold chicken <laughs> and oh, her parents now I know they're trying to be nice but they basically take a bite out when they're like, are you sure this is cooked? They're like, mm, very kind of you to make dinner. But they don't say, don't eat that, Amy. You'll get something. <laughs> you might die. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, school her so she doesn't give somebody else food poisoning in the future, <laughs> yeah. you would think. Yes. And then there's, again, a moment where I'm just thinking, like, poor Mr. and Mrs. Sutton, because they are clearly, like, trying to I respect know. their child. They, but they just want her to do better. They just want her to succeed do. in life. Yeah. Because yeah. they ask her about her day. This thing, they are really supportive but interested in her. And Karen, can you tell me the <laughs> story she thinks will impress and amuse her parents? Oh, God. Yeah, she's like, Amy thought fast. You know what happened that was really funny? And she just starts babbling on about how two guys who told her she was cute. One of them was AJ Morgan, by <gasps> the way. Which Jessica's ex. Yeah. Mm. But like that guy was missing, presumed dead for like literally the last 10 books or so. <laughs> and like, now this is where he shows up. This, I mean, the first thing he says is, Amy, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been gone all that time. Just building up the nerve to say this. But yeah, she just babbles on about how the two of them wanted to sit beside her in art class and that they argued about it for five minutes before the teacher told them to cut it out. And she's just giggling away and her parents, her poor parents. You can actually, of course, like, as a failed artist himself, her dad really relates to the teacher. Oh, the, the class moving. You know, I kind of thought the writing was somewhat decent here because I felt you could feel the parents looking up and looking at each yeah. other yes. across the table when she says that. Oh, you could, <laughs> you could, because they're like, "What can we say that makes us think that make that doesn't cr- show her how disappointed we are?" Yeah. That this is what she thinks is the fun story because she's literally saying, "See, they both wanted to be near me, and if the teacher hadn't stepped in, they would have kidded around the whole class long, <laughs> and everyone fancies me." Like, oh, no one's parents wanted. No, no. no. I think Good I, for you, Amy. I, I do think it's it's sort of insane to to think that a teenager would not feel ashamed to tell that, like, not feel like like burst into flames embarrassed mm. to talk yes. about that sort of stuff in front of their parents yeah. yes not it being the first go-to anecdote yeah, yeah. Uh, well for, Mrs. Sutton is obviously a bit worried that this is like the only thing her <laughs> daughter can talk about so <laughs> later on she comes into Amy's room for a bit of a heart to heart oh it is actually quite nice and mm. she just kind of says look you know it gently suggests it, it might be time for her to maybe you know knuckle down a bit get a bit more serious about her life because apparently she's going to start applying for college soon but again like this junior year Mm. lasts about 15 years (laughs) I mean what number book are we on 
75 There we go <laughs> And they <laughs> haven't left the year yet Still in no, junior year no. okay. We don't even know what term it is <laughs> no. like They've had summer breaks They've had spring flings mm. They've had winter carnivals Oh yeah <laughs> And it's it's always sunny anyway So you just never know what time of year it is <laughs> Unless they specifically say It could just be any time of year Yeah <laughs> um, So yeah She's saying look, look You're going to be applying for college And have you thought about What you want to do in your life And uh, And is basically saying like I just want you to be happy But you know, you need she's some not putting focus. any. She's not been mean. Like she's not putting any mm. pressure no, no. on it. And Amy is, feels like, oh, she must have really made them think that she was a, you know, a, a lightweight with that story she told. Probably true, but her solution yeah. is <laughs> deranged. Again, a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to be honest. This is where I began to feel seen. Okay. Oh. Yes, I have to say, I love how much you've taken to Amy's Yeah. This, this is a fresh perspective <laughs> yeah. on Amy. As a single gay man in my late 30s, I, I understand all of these things that she's going through, like not necessarily being taken seriously mm. romantically, mm. going into weird situations and dating, following your heart into places where you probably shouldn't, <laughs> getting into guys just because of their like beautiful blonde hair or their... <laughs> And they're tennis rackets. And thinking that like something like a relationship will suddenly mean that you're taken oh. really seriously by everyone around you. That's what you. it'll do is. Okay. But you know, but also being too immature to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. you know, so like, I was like, this is it, Amy. This is it. It's me and you against the oh. world. <laughs> Very We've got a team, Amy, going on. Party of one. For the first time in double love history. We're pretty harsh on her. Yeah, we really have. In fairness, she is a demon, though, up until this book like, even oh. I felt bad for her in this book and oh, I no. never have before because she is actually the worst but yeah they do yeah. they do a bit of work on her character here for sure yeah because she thinks that uh, she will make Tom hers and well, even the way she phrases that in her mind is sinister <laughs> and the rest of her growing up will follow <laughs> if you say so Abby. I've heard you talk about the ghostwriters do we know the gender of the ghostwriters mostly women as far mm. as we know every that time we've surprises heard of one the way they talk about how the women and how they approach men makes me feel like this is a man talking about how, how do I approach a woman I'll just write it like that that's kind of how I, I felt know. a lot of teenage horn, girl horn dogs out <laughs> yeah, there yeah. <laughs> So on Tuesday, Liz joins the regular Sweet Valley gang. These mm. are all main characters. And she asks Enid about her cousin Jake's impending visit from San Francisco. Because uh, for some inexplicable reason, all these kids are losing their damn minds over this randomer who they've never seen I, before in their lives. I am like, who gets this excited about like another person's cousin they, coming <laughs> to visit? No one. No Especially one. in the world exciting. where there's no social media. Like mm. if there was yeah. social media and you were like, oh, Sarah has a hot cousin. He's actually come to town this weekend. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, they have never seen this guy no. from Adam. Oh, well, they saw well, a photo they of did him. see a photo. But just one. Yeah. But did he even bring photo. that to school? Yeah. Yes. For don't, also, like, what, I, we don't know why. why, why like, see your face have asking Have, you, have you seen my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine this like Polaroid taken like sort of... Shocked face. Enid keeps it for in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) She keeps it in her pocket for awkward silences. She's like, guys, my cousin. Have you seen seen Jake? Like Liz is losing her damn mind. Um, so apparently Jake is a serious tennis player, and uh, he hasn't t- been able to take time off from his busy practice schedule. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, like I was a a a girl in an all girls school who 
Fancy boys And I would not None of my friends Would have been this excited About some random Cousin <laughs> coming to town Like and we were deprived Of all male mm. company Like why are they Losing their minds like, yeah, yeah. I, I did think it was funny It was like This like a coffee And does Jake like to dance And does Jake yeah. like to burgers? And does Jake like to do this And does Jake like to do that Also the minute Tennis was mentioned I was like Oh he's the gay character <laughs> like, that's, Well that, That's the gay mm-hmm, There he is <laughs> Well, um, because Jake is so mesmerising and hot, even Lila and Jess, who normally wouldn't give in at the time of day, uh, they turn up and Liz is amused by how they're suddenly all like, oh yeah, Edith, hi, like that cousin of yours, what's his name? Drake Blake? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the photo comes out again. <laughs> it's she's always a bit looking of a... for an opportunity. She's actually coming into town. She'll have a sit down chat with her and be like, "Can you stop showing people my photograph?" It's is getting Edith weird. A bit of a Lisa Simpson character, like is she a bit of a wet blanket? Mm, she kind of is in the books. In fairness, she is kind of yeah. e- like Liz's kind of boring sidekick who Liz yeah. insists loyally is really good fun when you get to know her. Yeah, oh, Jessica okay. hates her usually and just <laughs> cannot even stand to be in the same room as her. Um, so she's making really making the exception now because Jake is involved. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Edith shows a bit of sass and humour. Sometimes, yeah. But but more often than not, yeah. she is quite boring. Because yeah. without wanting to jump out too much, there was a party later on, and I did get the impression that Enid's the one realigning the chairs, collecting cans oh, yeah. Yeah. in a black yeah. bag, capturing yeah. down the music. <laughs> that was the vibe I got. That, that was the vibe I also got. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That kind of like walking around with the black bag over her yeah. arm. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, are you having a good time? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, use Are coasters you? on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put your cans over here? Also, <laughs> wasn't at that point she talked about how like, oh, we'll put the speakers outside and then there won't be so in- people so going inside. People going <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I was reading it from that like, COVID perspective. I was like, that is very safe. Oh, Good idea, Enid. <laughs> she was ahead of us all, Enid. <laughs> well, uh, Lila says, uh, gazing at Jake's photo, I love a guy who's serious about tennis. <laughs> it's so, you know, <laughs> so rich. <laughs> I mean, that was that is like perfect. That's a Lila lie. That's why we love her so much. Oh god, so rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy joins them, but Lila and Jess sort of give her the cold shoulder, and they slag her off about the last time a cousin came to town, which of course was when Enid got a chance to shine. That's right. It turned out that he was like an old friend of Enid's, but it was like this was it was kind of all the same kind of hullabaloo over a random cousin. So yes, is Enid again. like is, is she like the traitor in these like kind of uh, out of town male people that she can like bring along <laughs> in and be like, hey, if you don't like Jake, I've got like I've uh, got another cousin. Another... <laughs> well actually no, the previous I do like that idea, but the last time it was Lila who had a cousin that that yeah. they were all losing their uh, shit over um, and he chose Enid over Amy so it was a bit of a sore point yeah. mm. and Lila reminds Amy of this and she's all embarrassed um, and uh, Lila or Amy is, is all miserable and feels a bit left out especially as her supposed friends keep slacking her off and Jessica goes through all the guys that she was with I'm getting a reminder Karen of the when she set her sights on your beloved himbo, oh. Ken Matthews. My fave. Oh, God. Yeah. See, the thing with Amy, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reason I cannot ever get on team Amy. Never. Ken Matthews, who is like the himbo prince of Sweet Valley, the sweetest, loveliest guy. Uh, she started dating him. He was the quarterback on the uh, football team. So mm. like super popular. But uh, yeah, she was dating Ken. Ken got into a car crash, was then made blind randomly by this car crash. Mm. And she ditched him for the new quarterback on the team. And then he got a sight back. <laughs> 
And she ditched the the other quarterback trust. and tried to get back with him again. Like just a disaster of a woman. Oh God. So <laughs> James, uh, you're loving her, she aren't just, you? She just, likes, she just likes the power and she likes the drama. Oh my God. <laughs> it's funny because you enjoy Chloe in Love Island. I got very Chloe oh off. Oh my God. Yes. So That's what it is. I, this is it. I love, I love a hot mess. I love, yeah. something, I love something that is clearly going to crash land. Oh wow. I relate so hard to it. <laughs> a chaotic blonde, yeah. <laughs> Whereas I obviously, she couldn't be with a blind man because how would they appreciate how beautiful <gasps> thin she is? Oh my god! I can't believe we're hearing defenses of Amy's. I did not think this would happen this day. This is a curveball. Oh. Yeah. Also, Amy is ostensibly slut shamed at the locker here by her friends. Yeah. and too. Jessica is a fine one to oh, talk. Like Jessica, Jessica's list would be four times as long as that. Yeah. Like, oh. If they started naming everyone out, like that is ridiculous. a pretty short list. Very short. Jessica literally had a two boy weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> It's not the dream, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he turned out to be a, one of them. Turned out to be a stalker. So no. Oh. Yeah, he ended up trying to kidnap. I thought yeah. you were going to say they turned out to be the same boy. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> they were twins. That's, oh my <laughs> god, I cannot believe they haven't done that. Yet. I think that's a special edition. <laughs> 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 well, it turns out this is a long weekend uh, of. That Jake's visiting So they come up with a schedule So they're all going to get together At the beach disco mm. And then they're going to have a party At, uh, at In Eden's house yeah. On Sunday night And um, <laughs> Amy feels left out With all the chat About planning the party So she heads off to the library um, Because she heard Not to study of course But because she heard Tom <laughs> Tell a friend That he had to study And who could be there When she enters <laughs> Oh well it's Tom Just trying to do his homework And mind his damn business <laughs> And that doesn't work out so well for Tom. Because <laughs> Amy, <laughs> the banter here was oh. dry. The pits. You know, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here, Tom? Uh, homework. <laughs> Me too. Isn't it the worst? <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that is some crunchy banter. It's yeah. not great. It's like you know the equivalent of like airplane food as a joke. Oh, like God. you know, yeah. this airplane food. Am I right? Like, yeah. about the weather, yes, eh, Tom? <laughs> Homework. <laughs> Who likes it? Sparkling conversation. Um, poor old Tom literally runs away. Oh God! Like she badgers him into leaving the library with her shite. Pretty but, much, but, but as soon as he gets he, up and runs away, she's like straight he, after yeah, him, yeah, yeah. gone he, like she, a shot. Not letting, she's not letting him leave. Uh-uh. No, nope. not letting him leave. Oh my God! So uh, yeah, she's determined. She convinces herself that once she has a boyfriend, she'll never feel left out and weird again because that's how it works. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, after school, she heads to Project Youth and she feels her nervous because we're told she knows herself, knew herself well enough to realise she was not particularly oh interested in other people's God, problems. I love it. She is a diva bitch with a Mother Teresa complex. It's like... <laughs> What's the book that Alexis gets from Ted in Schitt's Creek? The art of, like, caring about other people's problems. Oh. Or something like that. Like, there's a book... Yeah. That's basically <laughs> where we were at with Amy. Yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love the self-awareness of like, I know I don't care this about other people's This is the thing. That's actually problems. surprisingly self-aware. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also more self-aware than Jessica has ever been in her life. True. Because, yeah. I mean, Liz sometimes will ruefully think that Jessica doesn't care about anybody else. But Jessica <laughs> thinks she's brilliant. Well, oh, she's so I think the book is called How to Care About Things That Aren't Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. can be given to half the That's very group. Sweet Valley. <laughs> it's actually on the curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eva, well... The curriculum of this school, who knows if it could be. Um, so Je- she arrives at the centre and she's greeted by Cathy, the boss, who's very nice, tells her the rules. Uh, yeah, they get four hours of training. I mean, I pity whoever rings up. But Did she do the four? I thought she just did she one. Just she just does one today. She's going to have one like the next. They're spreading it but out. She's on, she's but she's on hopping on the phone line. Yeah, but, straight away. But she much. calls the hotlines, which I was like, that's a different thing. <laughs> 
Amy went to the wrong place. I, I think you'd like, probably need less training to go on the, the hotline, though. <laughs> Very quest for a 16 year old girl to be going on the hotline. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. need some ground rules. <laughs> Though, actually, I can't say that in the early 90s, any sort of like, you know, advice things were often called hotlines. Okay, yeah. So it does. I remember okay. there was like a student hotline uh, in the mid ah, okay. in the mid 90s. Well, we'll give them that. Okay, it's okay. not too <laughs> unintentionally <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, Kathy tells her that there's another volunteer from her school who's been. Um, and, and this is again, how does fuck does this how irresponsible is this system and um, yeah she's got to work with this other volunteer while she's undergoing her introductory training sessions and uh, the plan is that he's going to like listen in on her calls and I don't you know he's not going to intervene or anything mm. and she's not really going to give and give be given any sort of a script which I think they do give you for some that's what I would have thought too mm. there'd be some kind of a book well, I, like, I, I'm going to throw in some like work knowledge here Go for <gasps> it. working for LGBT Ireland Love where it. we manage the national LGBT helpline I can tell you that it is a six month recruitment yeah. process uh-huh. from submitting your application to mm. volunteering to getting on the phone <laughs> <laughs> and answering to people in distress so when I was reading this I was having like hot fucking panic sweat palpitations <laughs> palpitations of stress of like oh, no they're letting another teenager yeah. tell this other teenager yeah. and it's Amy Sutton oh god of all teenagers <laughs> and I was also curious to know how big of a cap Cap- caption area does this hotline have because mm. oh, the, the phones point. are off the like they're ringing. hopping yeah, yeah off the wall. <laughs> I mean I think we're seeing the dark side of Sweet Valley like we've all been wondering how terrible it is it is a precious moment we know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's listening to Coolio as she's well she's uh She's freaked out. She has her, her hour of training, but she doesn't feel ready. Fair enough. And Kathy takes her to meet the other volunteer, and it's Barry Work. Can you describe Barry Work, Karen? Um, can I? Oh yeah. Uh, he didn't look all that thrilling, apparently. Oh. Uh, he's got dark curly hair and glasses. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, Keen. Hey, Barry it's Rourke. It's Barry. He's like about sporty. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, apparently this is rather as, as somebody you now I am wearing contact lenses at this moment, but I am pretty short-sighted. He's, uh, Amy thinks maybe he'd be cute if he sat up a little straighter and got contact <laughs> lenses. There's nothing wrong with slumping and wearing glasses, <laughs> Amy. And I speak from experience. Are you feeling attacked, Keen? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amy, attacked you myself. haven't reached the geek chic period of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Barry is somehow. By the way. I'm just going to say now, Barry is on the tennis team with Bruce Patman and Tom McKay. Like these are like the cool kids. There is no That's way true, yeah. that he does not have some sort of cool status. Mm, yeah, in, the, in this sports obsessed school. Yeah, like, mm. he's like you know that the your man from Five Hundred Days of Summer. I can't remember the name. Of the oh, oh yes. Yes. yes, he is. This Barry Rourke is 100 that nice guy. Yes, trope. I hate you're the way right. he's like. Oh, I'm here for really selfish reasons because oh, yeah. I've got a tragic brother that <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to deal with. Aren't I I'm just, so aren't selfish? I so <laughs> selfish that I would be here to learn how to handle my terrible brother's <laughs> tragic problems. Like honestly, all the way through this, I was like, "Stop it, Mister Nice Guy! You're well. not, not going to fool anyone into getting with you." <laughs> well, actually, eventually this. you do. Yeah, <laughs> and only because eventually someone's like, you know, actually. 
we approve of him as, as an attractive person. Oh, and that's, then Amy's that's how like, this place works. Oh my God. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> yeah, right now she just thinks he's like <laughs> some sort of tennis dork, which I wouldn't have thought was possible in Sweet Valley because they are very obsessed with status. And very being true. on that team mm. yeah. would mm. give you a lot of status. I mean, Lila did say we playing tennis is very rich. So like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he has a rental racket. Oh. He, doesn't, he doesn't even own his own. It's not even one of those Slazenger ones. No, it's like, you know, you know, <laughs> maybe he's like alone brand. Also <laughs> on the tennis club, but also on the chess club. Oh. Like may, maybe it's like Ooh. one ups the stocks, one yeah. decreases there the you stocks. Go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, uh, he advi- he offers Amy advice on listening to the callers, and uh, he and she's still freaked out. But he says Project Tooth is about life, not research. I'd like it to be about a bit I of mean, research. <laughs> surely some is needed. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she takes her call, uh, her first call. So a 14-year-old feels ugly and friendless. Now, Amy, if that was somebody in school, would just like, sucks yeah, to you be are. you! Yeah, <laughs> so she'd shove her in a locker and keep going, like... I generally feel what she what she said there was like, oh my God, me too. There was this one time. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and the 14-year-old girl was like, well, what, my no, problem wait. was I just battled <laughs> this girl. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm actually fine. No, but she was there. This girl doesn't even realise she's talking to Amy Sutton. No. <laughs> she's person, so lucky. She, she doesn't even so know lucky. it. She doesn't even know it. And I'm so lucky because I'm so great. <laughs> <laughs> well, she feels great afterwards. So maybe, uh, maybe that's... Maybe that is what she was doing. And um, yeah, she takes a few calls um, for some reason. She is allowed to do this. And at the end of it, she can see Barry give her the glad eye and uh, <laughs> thinks, if only you were Tom McKay. Oh, poor I, old Barry. Poor old Barry. Never going to live up to that. No. And Tom McKay. Tom McKay's shoes too big to fill. Yeah. Too big mm. to fill. There you go. <laughs> Well, after school the next day, Amy is changed for cheerleading practice where we get a little reference to Robin in the last book. Yeah, a very fleeting one. Yes. Also, Robin should not be in school yet. Like, no. at all. She should be still, like, she, had pneumo- she collapsed with pneumonia mm. because of anorexia. But, uh, yeah, not. she's back uh, coaching the cheerleaders. Ridiculous. <laughs> like a week later. She's got, she's got that dedication, you know. Oh, God, she, she is carrying her through. That's, that's <laughs> literally the message they gave Pretty in much. the last book. Um, and Amy, Jessica is giving out to Amy about be, you know being insensitive to Jean and Amy feels angry uh, and that's when we're told that the girls had always considered all's fair with love and war their chief motto <laughs> and that's fair enough to Amy because Jessica is being ridiculous I mean she is but also like the thing with Jessica is that it's it's totally in character for her to randomly come up and steal somebody's boyfriend right mm. as they've broken up she's just a bit sneakier about it mm. so it's not that Jessica would have done anything that different she just might not have stuffed her face well, with I, chips and gone get me, see, let me I, get with your boyfriend yeah I, I agree with you there I think that like there is a way that Amy could have gone about this that yes. maybe would have been a little a little more caring mm. towards mm. Um, towards poor uh, Jean. Jean. Jean's mm. feelings yeah. because it was sort of like walking up and announcing of like oh thank god you finally broke up with <laughs> written all over the stars for my weeks, turn at last <laughs> I've literally had my eye on him for weeks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what um, I don't understand is Amy goes from this m- moment of presumably incredibly high empathy answering mm. the helpline to incredibly low empathy <laughs> of being like, what do you mean what I said to Jean was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? They broke up, didn't they? It just <laughs> makes no sense. Oh, there's a lot about her characterization in this book that it's, does make sense. It's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, though, uh, so she gets, she's fed up with Jessica being self-righteous in fairness. Who can blame her? Mm. So she goes over to just perv on the tennis boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she admires Tom's Muscular, muscular legs. Yes. <laughs> did you write that in your notes? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so she 
goes into a little reverie and uh, imagines how what it would be like to date Tom. But uh, Bardo Barry interrupts her. Oh, God, Barry. Uh, Amy, uh, <laughs> Amy. Do you love me yet? I, I, I thought Barry came across well. I do uh, see the nice yeah, guy. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I'm with you. I, I think I, I, I can see why, James, you think that he was a bit... Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. Yeah. But I actually think he, hmm. he actually, he's not too terrible. I like, mean, he needs a bit of a backbone. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. again, like everything's relative with this series because as, as Sweet Valley Boys go, he's actually pretty unobjectionable to be true. Like, you know, this is actually the best of a bad lot right now. Mm. <laughs> well, she flings herself at Tom again <laughs> and just keeps sort of coming on to him very ineptly with no encouragement whatsoever, which is quite painful to read. It's very cringe. Mm. Yeah. And asks him to coach her and he's like, oh, I'm too busy. And uh, Barry's like, I can help. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Barry. <laughs> She's I'm like popping out from behind the bins. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> but uh, she just ignores him. Like yeah, just uh, walks oh. away. Very cold. Girl, this does not fit with my fantasy. <laughs> I'm not engaging. <laughs> All right, Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Thursday afternoon, Amy realizes to her own surprise, which is not a surprise to me, that she's actually looking forward to going into Project Youth. And after her training session of a full mm. hour, <laughs> uh, she and Barry head to a shift. And Amy is surprised she seems to be able to comfort the callers. And so am I. Honestly, it's amazing. I mean, what is she saying? To I, I literally what? <laughs> like out of character from every single experience yeah. we've had of her in so seventy-five true. books. Yeah. <laughs> but is she not comparing these problems, people, really distressed people, and their problems to her asinine problems of like, mm. oh my god, your parents beat you up? Well, my friends aren't talking to me, yeah. so I know your pain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think it's important that she thinks she's helping mm. we don't know we didn't see the evaluation of the service true, very true. You know? <laughs> did Cathy not say she did a great job oh Cathy does actually Although say like, she did a great yeah. job Kathy, like Cathy obviously isn't paying too much attention if she's yeah. letting teenagers run her hotline like, <laughs> she's, good point. she's like heading out every five minutes for like a cigarette break yeah, Cathy has an addiction problem yeah. Yeah. this is a money laundering operation <laughs> or something's going it's on it's a front for sure <laughs> well afterwards she confesses to Barry that um because he asks he says look do you really want some help with your tennis and she admits that that was just an excuse to get on get it on with Tom and uh, she asks him if he will drop hints to Tom about her and he's like well you know yeah see what I like I don't know if I'll be any good at matchmaking but I'll pass on the message and uh, she's delighted because she thinks this is an appropriate thing to do for a boy who clearly fancies him (laughs) (laughs) so we cut to Friday and everyone's at the Dairy Burger and who are they going to meet? Oh my God, Jake is coming. Oh, he's finally here. <laughs> he looks just like his picture. <laughs> Which they've all seen a million times because Edith is carrying it with her at all times. <laughs> Can you describe him, Karen? Oh God. Oh, Jake. Um, oh God, where is he? <laughs> We're told he's every bit as captivating as Edith did promise. That is true. Yes, he is tall and slender with dark curly hair. Like, so does Barry of Dark <laughs> Anyway, and wonderful hazel eyes that mm. twinkle intelligently. He fits right in, so because everybody twinkles and sparkles at oh, all times true, yeah. in this Blood place. Twinkling. Um, I'm going to actually tell you what he's wearing <gasps> because we've got yeah. a good few outfits. Oh, okay. So this will at least give us a kind of a, a feel for Jake. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he's wearing a sports jacket over a white shirt, opened casually at the neck, and linen trousers. That's oh, what. Ooh, as somebody who was a teenager at the time, I 
That is not what the average teenage <laughs> no. boy was He's from San Francisco, though. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Linen trousers screams billionaire in the Cayman Islands. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. They and, on a jack- yacht. and a sports jacket. Like. Sports jacket. Oh, God, yeah. That is. <laughs> what about the shoes? We, get a sh- <gasps> we don't know what the shoes are like. <laughs> I'd say they're loafers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're like, I, I, no I, socks. I, yeah, and I, loafers. Oh, no, definitely no there. socks. Yeah, apparently he looks trendy and casual at the same time. I'm just they do drop an enormous number of like gay cliches in there mm, he's we so stylish have, you know, like, effortlessly stylish Ooh. into the art plays a non-team sport very fashion <laughs> conscious kind of you know able to hold people's attention very easy to talk to I think is one point oh yeah oh, there's yeah. just something different about him he's, yeah. he's so sensitive <laughs> <laughs> well he he charms them all and uh, Jessica and Lila turn up and barge their way into a tiny little booth <laughs> Uh, another COVID nightmare. Yeah. And they each try to whisk him away, but he politely turns them both down. Also, after Enid going on and on and on about how excited she is for her cousin to come to visit, for them to be like, oh, come along and get into my two-seat car and yeah. we'll drive up the cove. It's like, no, no, Enid wants some time with her cousin. And also, doesn't Lila go like, Jake, what are you doing in this, you know, diner? Come to this fancy French this restaurant. French you restaurant. know, my, my dad is so-and-so. He can get you a reservation. I'm sure Jake's like, I'm just here to see my cousin. Also, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Booya Pest. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh, they are mad for their fancy French restaurants. <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. A, a random date in Sweet Valley is them going to a French restaurant. Like, oh, okay. yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't think I... Booya Pest. It's no. ridiculous. I don't think I went... Uh, do a restaurant on a romantic thing until I was about 22. <laughs> so, yeah. They're all... Uh, and then suddenly we said, oh, I don't fit in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be here at all. Well, there was one where they went to a restaurant that was full of, like, doves and gold cages. That's true, yeah. Oh. That was some place up the coast. Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. Well, that's, maybe that's where Lila wants to whisk Jake away, but maybe. He's, he's having none of it. <laughs> and the next morning, Enid and Liz play doubles with Tom and Jake, but they're clearly, it's Tom and Jake are both so much better than either of them that they just give up and let them play each other. Yeah. <laughs> Could that be a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> but this was one thing that at that point they were saying was Tom was saying to Jake, kind of, oh, I, I feel like I know you. Or th- yes. And this is a weird thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, was this sort of like meant to be like people recognizing like I was, I was wondering, was it meant to be a very clumsy, weird gaydar or was it something that, that didn't go any... Local cruising spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would imply Jake or Tom to have any actual sexual feelings apart from his gayness just being... <laughs> I'm figuring myself out. Oh, yeah. yeah, the lengths, the, and I'm sure we'll get into it in a bit, the lengths the authors go in trying to explain the emotions of c- realising you're gay without having any sexual... Yes. Like, no true. erections yeah. involved. No. No, no, no sort no of like anyone. eyes lingering on the buttock. It's all just, <laughs> oh, I'm feeling different. Yes. Yeah. I'm strangely drawn to playing tennis with yeah. the yeah. It's true. No admiring muscular legs. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Getting more, uh, I know, erotic action. Than, than no, any Amy, Amy is more of a gay man than either of these boring tennis twinks ever will be. Well, uh, Liz and Enid watch the lads play tennis, and Enid says, uh, Liz goes on about a great Jake is and how so confident he is, and Enid says, He's the kind of guy who goes out and buys a really weird watch just because he likes it. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody knows he knows what's what. He's so sure of himself. Oh my God, that is it. That is like the peak of like knowing yourself is the, the ability to buy a gross watch. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to put like the most disgusting watch. Well, like a baby blue, baby G watch. Oh, oh lovely. Everyone will have it. Yes, I <gasps> love it. Well, that's, I imagine being a bit sort of like Parker Lewis. And Parker Lewis can't lose. Do you remember I that early that. '90s banger? Oh, I think uh, 
I'd say just do a little. It was like a sort of a, a slightly Ferris Bueller ripoff style oh, show, okay. but I did love it. And he, Parker Lewis, and his two pals, one of whom I kind of fancied back when I was about fifteen, <laughs> uh, used to all go synchronized swatches. They put their arms out <laughs> in like a trio, trio with their watches on. So I'm imagining Jake being. Uh, we can we can he put just a picture does it in the mirror with myself. Well, it took they all go to Guido's Pizza Boss and uh, Liz needed to feel a bit left out as the boys oh. bond. Because they have so much in common, don't you know? Oh my mm. god, I love this. Yeah. The tension. Oh. Honestly. They, if uh, only yeah. there was any tension. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's absolutely lacking in tension. But apparently all the things they have in common are, are going to do for in terms of tension. Mm. Uh, yeah, because they discovered they both uh, are fans of science fiction. Um, and they're both jazz freaks. Oh, I honestly, like, I, I my eyes almost rolled right <laughs> out of my head at that. I was like, here, of all the cliches, oh, yeah. come on, like... They, bo- they both love wearing turtlenecks. Mm. <laughs> However, I will say that's also a weirdly established yeah. Sweet Valley fact is that the teens in this town fucking love a bit of soft jazz. My like, notes just say these fucking kids and their jazz. They love it. They you really love you it. say it's cliche and it is, but it's not as much the cliche if they like loved pop music, I guess, to a certain extent. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're kind of mm. like in the era when these books would have been written, mm. like the kind of cliche of like what a gay person would would have been yeah. very much based around like being sophisticated. Yes, sort sure. okay, of art. Right. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's got his jazz. Yeah. <laughs> like mainstream pop diva gay didn't come around until like mm. much later. Okay. I would say. So he so, wasn't like, I think this is kind of them kind of going into like, yeah, we're we're beatniks. Yeah, yeah, we're sort okay. of sophisticates. Yeah. San Francisco sophisticates. <laughs> Not into <laughs> Tiffany and Paula Abdul at all yet. Well, Kylie was coming into was it her pump Very at true. this yeah. stage. Uh, but yeah, no, it's all the it's all nineteen fifty nine trumpet solos. That, that's what they <laughs> <laughs> the classics. So uh, yeah, then we um, uh, we we get uh, the thing about Tom saying Jake feels familiar, and again, I thought this might go, go somewhere, somewhere, but yeah. it doesn't. I no. think you're right that it is only mm. meant to be some sort of Indication little gaydar, yeah, something shared vibe. Mm. Yes. So the next day, Amy is all miserable because uh, she's at a loose end and Lila and Jess aren't answering the phone. And uh, then uh, Kathy rings and says they're short of volunteers. So can this random kid just come in and do another shift? <laughs> and says that she she's a natural. <laughs> Find that very hard to believe. Has Kathy <laughs> listened in on any of the phone calls? Like, is she? Is Kathy assuming? making the calls? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. There's maybe. actually no stakes. She's just like, <gasps> that's why it's a racket. Oh Kathy's at the phone box down the corner. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> I'm fourteen. Swapping the files with some other per- some other fourteen age after being sacked. Oh, insensitive. You're right. Like, you need to stop talking about shopping to the girls. <laughs> <laughs> like suffered abuse. But <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't me. <laughs> and Barry's like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes apparently this is the first time so grim that uh, somebody has praised uh, praised her that isn't praising her for her looks or her flirtation skills but that also feels like as if it's not true I mean mm. not like obviously in the books in mm. this moment but mm. I, I feel like her parents feel like the yes. people who would very much have yes. praised her and try to encourage other things mm. rather than focusing on her yeah, you know, that's it. Because her parents do seem very sound, and they there do. are there are terrible parents like in this series as <laughs> oh well who God. are like so many really self involved and basically like also dynasty villains. But like her parents actually do seem quite cool. So yeah, yeah. you would feel like they would be much more encouraging. But I think I think it's fair to also say sometimes you can discount your parents because you're like my parents oh, are supposed oh, to be have nice. To say to that. Yeah. When you get yeah. a genuine compliment from somebody you weren't expecting, like that can feel nice. Mm. I guess yeah, so. that is true. Yeah. I suppose yeah. Well, Kathy asks if she'd 
consider staying on um, and she could be, you know, as a paid position because she's going to be a professional counsellor. <laughs> yeah. She's had her four hours of training, I mean. <laughs> has she even had that yet? I think she's had two. Okay. Yeah, I she has. Halfway there, you know? Oh, well done. <laughs> she's basically done. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, Amy thinks that she'd like that and the shift distracts her from her woes. So, um, you know, seems to be doing something to her. Yeah. Don't know what it's doing for the people who ring up. But yeah, I mean. She's feeling great. We cut to the Casadel Wakefield, and I know that we will desc- you will describe this outfit at the end. <laughs> but Jess is wearing quite an ensemble. It's it's yeah, it's a great a great Jess disco look. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Liz, of course, dressed in her typical frumpy uh, garb. Yeah, the usual. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> And Liz is like, why are you wearing all this? And Jess says, you might have not, you might have noticed that Jake is a hunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, as if they weren't all very aware of this. For well, Liz isn't because she's too in love with Todd. Oh, it's, that's true. Yeah. She only has eyes for Todd. She can't even see how good looking Jake <laughs> is. <laughs> well, Liz finds a message on the answering machine from Amy asking what they're doing later. And when Jessica reveals that they've been basically ignoring her, Liz is like, uh, that's a bit much. And Jessica tries to do this cheerleading code where Liz rightly points out, as for going after someone's ex, that's not an exact, exactly an abnormal activity in your crowd, is it? <laughs> I hate to be the one to remind you, Jess, but didn't you try to steal Roger Barrett-Patman away from Olivia Davidson a while back? Your crowd doesn't usually require an official mourning period before moving in for the kill. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, let her have it. Yeah. Not queen. And she yeah. never does. So this is so satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I felt satisfied about it. <laughs> my first book. Yeah. It's not usually like this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Liz thinks like, look, I, you know, it's not like I think Amy's behaving brilliantly, but just be fair. Don't shut her out without telling her yeah. why you're pissed off. You're just being a dick. And um, it's not really fair. But Jessica doesn't really care. She's no. like, I'm not ready to stop this now. Yeah, I'm going to no. keep going. I'm like a list to your sister. She needs a couple more days out there in the icer. And this outburst by Liz, does this mean she's not really in that group? Are they all Jess's friends? Yeah. Well, the the group that we're hanging around with the Dairy Burger with Winston mm. Egbert, class clown, mm. and his girlfriend Maria, they are Jess. They are they're Liz's friends. So okay. Liz's Liz Them has needed. A, yeah, yeah, and Liz has a few. Um, like does have a few more friends who don't turn up in this book, but like the cheerleading gang. Are, they'll all come together for parties and things but Jessica or Liz doesn't particularly like most of them mm-hmm. yeah okay. and she Amy they're snobby w- but like they all still do hang out together at parties and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah in general at like the lunch tables and that they'll be kind of separate. fairly separate yes. yeah. yeah so Amy arrives at the beach in another spectacular outfit oh it's so good that she has designed to impress Tom <laughs> in quite a leap of faith <laughs> I mean We'll discuss it later. But, uh, she um, she spots Jake right away, looking very chic, mm-hmm. <laughs> effortlessly stylish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Tom and Jean are having a talk. Are talking. Bear in mind, they've literally split up this week. What does Amy do, Karen? She just like wanders up and goes, "Oh, hi, Tom. Hi, Jean. <laughs> like, have either of you seen Jessica?" Just to intentionally break up the conversation, yeah. so they have to talk to her, and literally just stands there yeah. until Jean wanders off. Like <laughs> so. Just shameless. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and then Amy flirts very heavy-handedly oh. with Tom, and it is—it's again—it is painful because he is just—he mm. is like minus encouragement. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, My note for this chapter was, do any of these characters know when, they, when to get the hint? <laughs> well, we do often say that the motto of Sweet Valley is, we don't take no for an answer. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Some guys never give up. Yeah. <laughs> and girls, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a stage where she asks him, coyly, would you like to dance? And he stammers, maybe later. And she thinks, Tom's answer implied they'd be spending a lot of the evening together. <laughs> oh, Amy. How? That is a leap. That is wishful thinking. I mean, that's that classic delusion. Mm. I love it. She's deranged. <laughs> deranged, delusion. Yeah. One day she says, I'm not usually this direct. And he looks panicked and runs away. Poor Tom, oh God. And she chases after him. And like, he's talking to Barry. And she's like, yeah, whatever, Barry. Tom, can I have some of your drink? And he's like, oh, take it. Runs away. Here, take yeah. my drinks I'm running oh god yeah she actually literally says I'm absolutely dying of thirst and it's like yes Amy we know oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've made that very clear yeah. <laughs> he ends up saying he's twisted his ankle <laughs> to avoid having to dance with her like it's come to this Amy give up this is you're it, embarrassing yourself on the on the flip side of this whole situation though like and it's reading through it kind of knowing what the way the, the narrative is going to go you are kind of thinking god this poor like guy Tom is like dealing with all of these complicated questions he's got a lot going on, on. <laughs> and he's like having to in addition to dealing with all that he's got this crazed woman <laughs> like badgering fleeing <laughs> around a nightclub <laughs> after him grabbing his drink out of his hand like <laughs> jumping in between him and his like ex-girlfriend mm. we obviously had a very complicated yeah. relationship <laughs> but it's just like when you look at it from that point of view you're like oh my god that poor guy yeah. <laughs> I mean Tom is the victim in this story <laughs> yeah. like. so uh, Tom uh, Barry says he'll dance with her just to almost save her shame after Thomas mm. like <laughs> pretended to be injured <laughs> <laughs> and while they're dancing he's she's like put in a word to me from Tom and he's like okay oh God. Uh, so Jessica and Lila meanwhile while they're mocking Amy they later overhear Barry and Tom having a chat and Tom is pretty direct yeah, Tom is just like, please help me. I, <laughs> I can't get Amy to leave me alone. Um, and poor Barry, like, it's, it's not very tactful of Tom when he knows that Barry, or like, yeah, mm. I think Barry pretty much says it here that like he'd love to be in his shoes. Um, but he's just like, yeah, look, I, I can't do anything. All, oh, yeah, Tom is like, all I can do is suffer. Um, but, uh, oh, no, Tom is like, yeah, I don't know how much longer I can suffer. She's been chasing me around all night. So, yeah, Barry is just having to listen to all this. And he's like, well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he wants Amy. <laughs> At least Tom does have like a bit of uh, like empathy to be like, I'm sorry, Barry. I know you. Yeah, like that's her. true. I'm yeah, not he's not her. callous yeah. about yeah. it. You yeah, know, that is true. And he is really being harassed. And he, he is. is. He's <laughs> deranged. Like, and I do sort of feel like perhaps he could have been just as direct as he was to Barry to Amy and be like, No, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I've just Tom. broken up with uh, with my ex. You yeah. just need to at that mm. point. And he, maybe that would have stopped the like the hunt I don't know if it would now no. I mean given her previous once form once the Hunger Games starts they <laughs> never finish this is not over <laughs> well um, the next day oh sorry Jessica is, uh, also thinks that Barry is totally in love because mm. they never just have a crush or fancy somebody they're always oh, fully like, in love yeah. in love straight or to that. nothing yeah so the next day, Thomas at the tennis court early to meet Jake, and he's still he's still trying in his mind to figure out how things went wrong with with uh, Jean. Did we get a setup to that? Did we know they were going to be meeting up? 
No, I don't think so. No, no. it's just no. like okay. Because they're the are. two tennis yeah. boys. Yeah. And we never get an explanation of how good a tennis they are. Are they competing in some sort of tournament? I think well, they do Jake mention Jake is going to go on the pro yeah, circuit. Yeah, he's working up to being on the pro circuit. And okay. they both know some trainer. Yeah, and where did that... What was the point of that? Also, they do say, yeah. oh, I knew this trainer. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Like, and he's from Sweet Valley or something. But that's then, well, then yeah. Jake seemed embarrassed to have known him. So I was wondering, like, is this like some weird, like, homosexual tennis ring? That, like, <laughs> what? Of, like, they met at like a, a tennis swingers party. <laughs> God, I hope not. He's only sixteen. But yeah, it is implying that there's something else yeah. going on that is never explained. It mm. doesn't go anywhere. Mm. So it is. It's genuinely weird. Like they usually don't have. Well, actually, there's not what they do have these non-secretaries that just didn't go anywhere. But there's okay. more than usual in this. Yeah, there are. Sure. There's stuff yeah. that seems meaningful, and then you realise it doesn't go anywhere. Okay, I guess yeah. it wasn't. So, um, yeah, they uh, Jake arrives and asks where he ran off to last night, and he confides about uh, how Amy has been after him and how his best friend fancies Amy, and it's really awkward. And Jake says, "Sometimes you feel as if you're always in love with someone who's in love." Someone else. Oh. Oh. Why do birds <laughs> suddenly appear? Oh, that sounds like a tattoo he'll regret. <laughs> <laughs> then he says, but enough talk. Let's play some tennis. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they um, they play, but then they have to stop for the end of the match because Jake has to go and meet, meet Enid. But he tells Tom that, you know, now they've got an excuse to meet up again. Oh. Yeah, this was this was the best bit of flirting in the whole book. I it's think the it's closest it comes, and it was yeah. like, oh, we'll leave it as a draw because then you know we both won or something. In a way, mm-hmm. I felt there was a bit, there was a twinkle in his eye when he was there talking. Was. There was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was. There is a bit of a spark now. Tom hasn't given him much to no. play off. Mm. No, but uh, <laughs> Tom just this is the closest we get to any sexual feelings in this book. It, Tom felt funny all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 I'll say it's, it, it just struck him that Jake was leaving the next day. And uh, he thinks how much he'll we'll miss him when he leaves. So it Aww. is sweet. I mean, it is good that like Enid can be like, oh, like I, I pitched this guy at a high level, and obviously, like he's lived. <laughs> oh, up he to delivered. It. He's <laughs> delivered a <laughs> sexual <laughs> awakening. She, she, every she time. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's got Tom heads absolutely spinning. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next day, Amy's all on her own at the beach, and thinks that once she would have given up on Tom, but the new Amy. Is uh is literally desperate. I like that. This is what the new Amy has learned. It's like I've decided to be even worse. Yeah, exactly. Just keep pursuing it. Just keep wearing Just him down. Yeah. Eventually, he's bound to give in. That is yeah. kind of the Sweet Valley way. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom's apparent resolve. Uh, Tom's apparent disinterest only strengthened Amy's resolve. Yeah. Very healthy. Very grim. healthy. So grim. Yeah, the evolution of Amy isn't an evolution of self-awareness. It's just no. tenacity. It's just the tenacity increases. Yeah. Well, Barry approaches her and she thinks he's actually kind of hot when he's just wearing his trunks. Because <laughs> he's a tennis player. Like, I'm pretty sure he's oh, like, he must be fit. Is, is yeah. this where we get, like, the, the sort of, like, crunchy flirting from them about, like, oh, I didn't realise that a uh, you were beach bum. beach bum, ice cream masquerading as... Yeah. That I could have done without those. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, they obviously mm. thought they are really cute. They yeah. made it a recurring bit for Barry as well mm. and it was, there was no need for Yeah, that the much. ghostwriter got overconfident. So mm. I was like, yeah. that was a, that was good <laughs> interaction I, I go with the guy. I'll try with these two. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, the flirting in Sweet Valley books is often extremely painful. Yeah. And this was an example <laughs> of it. Um, so... Uh, 
yeah she he, Barry asks it, will he get another dance and when they go to Enid's and Amy for some reason is shocked that Barry was invited to Enid's party <laughs> like he was just playing tennis with her he's the tennis star Amy's cousin or sorry Enid's cousin is mm. the tennis star why is it they're also yeah. Yeah. Barry's not an outcast he's like on the tennis mm. team with the cool kids true um, so uh, yeah uh, he um, Amy thinks that it might make Tom jealous if he, she's, if he sees her dancing with isn't Barry that, isn't that like she's been like I've developed such an insight into who I am as a person <laughs> I really understand more about like how I can help other people mm, I'll use this guy <laughs> as a friend in order to make his friend jealous his, his friend has shown no interest <laughs> in me whatsoever but this is bound to work this will do it <laughs> well uh, meanwhile Jean has called over to Tom to give him back his stuff and they have a heart to heart about how they, ca- till they still care each o- for each other but Tom just can't uh, understand you know why he can't be in love with her mm. and uh Again, this is sort of how they explore the fact that he's gay is not between him, with him actually fancying, actively fancying mm. boys. Yeah. It's, it's just it's like, more him not why don't I fancy Jean? Jean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they bid a sad farewell. Mm. Uh, and, but there's sort of, you know, there's no hard feelings. So Liz heads to Enid to help her set up the party. And Enid's a bit awkward when she arrives. She's a bit out of sorts, yeah. Mm. And Liz can tell because, you know, she is her best friend. Of course. Um, but uh, yeah, because they're setting up for a barbecue and Enid's kind of all preoccupied. And then she notices that Jake is also a bit subdued and no one's kind of themselves at the minute. So she's like, OK, something's definitely going on here. Mm. Um, but Enid at first just won't really say what the story is. She's like, look, I'll, I'll tell you some other time, but everything's OK. Mm. But yeah, something's up. We cut to Fowlercrest, our favourite location. Oh, I love it. <laughs> And does this scene count as an outfit? No. Can you describe? <laughs> this is just some straight up magic. No, because this this was a thing at the what? time. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Well, the uh, sitting in the water with the jeans. Oh jeans. Well, okay. Yeah, because Jessica's showing off her uh, her jeans to Lila, so she says. I wanted to know about this. I I, I want to hear more about this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say what, what what Jessica has been up to. Uh, she'd given her tightest pair of blue jeans a new look. I bleached them and then I put them on and sat in the bathtub in really hot water. She explained. I don't think they'll ever come off. Do you think Jake will like me in that? <laughs> like, is she just walking around in wet jeans? It was cold. Now you wouldn't do it the day you were going out okay. in the jeans, but it was shrink to fit. So it was a thing. I think there was even a Levi's ad where I think it could have been even one of the oh no the Nick Cayman ad was when he was in the laundry. But there yeah. were um, there it was it was definitely like a shrink to fit jeans was a thing and it did appear in ads and pe- the whole thing was you would get the jeans and then you would sit in the bath while wearing them and they would literally shrink to your body oh my god I'm not sure how you would ever get them off and on again do they keep that fit like or do you have to do that every time and she just bleached them for a separate purpose I think so color. yes okay. I think like, that sounds that, like a fucking mess I hope mess. she didn't have them on while she bleached <laughs> she oh, bleached oh she was just looking for <laughs> sitting in a bath full burn. of bleach <laughs> Jessica I mean she's not the most sensible person so it is possible she's but. probably like had a toaster beside her in the back <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. eating toast <laughs> being like this is a great idea <laughs> oh my wow my, th- these bleachy jeans are slightly burning my skin <laughs> better jump in the tub do you think that uh, the, the gay man will definitely like her in the trousers she absolutely can't take off <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt safer <laughs> maybe her gaydar is stronger than we think 
Well, uh, Lila thinks they should both give up. Jake isn't into either of them. And uh, then says, nobody could fall in love at Enid's house. They don't even have a swimming pool. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Oh, Lila. She is the best. Uh, like, this bitch brings an oriental rug to the beach to sit on. She does. She does. She Genuinely. gets hunks to carry it out for her. Yeah, it takes two boys to carry it you from her carriage. You know she's running her fingers along poor Enid's fireplace being like, these guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they live in squalor. Look what I'm reading. Enid didn't want anyone going inside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lila walking around looking at her cheap furniture. I- Ikea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you've only seen Lila for a few scenes and you have got her down. So this is actually quite a good encapsulation of Lila. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really and actually, Lila says she wouldn't mind having a truce with Amy because uh, she she kind of misses her. Yeah. Jessica's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> That's the sort of friend she is. Oh, the worst. So by eight o'clock, Enid's barbecue is in full swing. And... Amy makes an entrance and heads for Tom and he literally runs away. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor Tom is fucking traumatised. <laughs> he really like, is. By her. <laughs> and um, Barry greets her with a smile but she's not in the mood for his friendly ways. <laughs> Meanwhile Jess is trying to get Jake on his own and he rebuffs her with more politeness than she deserves. It's very true but mm. he does it in such a tactful way that mm. even Jessica is kind of like doesn't even notice that she's been rebuffed and she's like how would he manage to make himself so clear without saying anything hurtful? Like, <laughs> this just does not compute for Jessica. Yeah, cause she'd just be like no. get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, she was flummoxed after that. Very nah. much so, yeah. yeah. She hasn't just been turned down at mm. all. Yeah. But I guess the implication is that gay only a gay man can resist <laughs> her charms. <laughs> The only explanation. <laughs> so um, she, then she decides, because considering how obsessed she was with him, she's like, nah, well, I guess he's going back to San Francisco. What good would it have done if he got together? <laughs> That's it. So, On to the next one. Yeah. I mean, pretty the next much. cousin turning up? I always think that is a great skill in any human, to be able to fully 180 on your internal na- narrative mm. to suit yourself, to be like, do you know what? I'm glad I didn't get the <laughs> And then you're like, I came out of this as a winner. <laughs> well done, me. He's admirable. Yeah. Maybe could learn God, something from so her. much easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted, actually. <laughs> well, speaking to people who aren't getting what they want, uh, Tom is miserable because Amy is literally chasing him around the party. It just sounds terrible. He literally feels like a cornered animal. The <gasps> Thank oh. the God there isn't a pool for him to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> the only escape. The only reason he went is because he knows no one could fall in love if there isn't a pool. Oh! <laughs> he thought he was safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he asks Barry to get rid of Amy, and Amy, Barry's like, "Oh, well, I wish that I could distract her, but I don't think I can." And then Jake, he sees Jake leaving the party, and uh, and he follows him. Yeah, he can see that Jake is a bit tense or a bit stressed or something mm. and says that he needs a breather. And, you know, he's like, you know, it's like being on all weekend and reckons a quick walk might help him recharge. So Tom's like, can I come too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of need to escape as well. <laughs> so, yeah, they go off on a little walk around the beach. Mm. And uh, or is it the beach or is it just like I think it's the road? just around. In, in, my, in my like a sort of internal vision mm. of this scene, yes. they were kind of like standing in like an alley beside <laughs> Enid's house, beside like where the bin. Are. Oh, oh wow. wow! Okay. I, just, I, I, okay. I, like, I, I just sort of was like, they were standing like neck, they were hiding beside the bin. Oh wow! Like, okay. I don't know why I had that picture. Was well, I, I have a similar thing. Lena's house is so cheap. Ina's <laughs> 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 house. Well, I still pictured that all the houses were quite big. This mm, one yeah. just didn't happen to have a pool. So I pictured that there were hedges around the garden and mm. they just stood behind the hedge. Okay. Mm. That's what I pictured. Yeah, I was thinking more like palm tree lined kind of footpath. Yes, yeah, so I was sort of, of thinking. Of of, I was yeah. thinking palm trees, but mm. I mean. 
L- listeners want to let us know <laughs> what you think because it could be any two I like James I did feel they were still very close to the party they were just maybe yes. out of yes. out of eye shot yes. Yes. they haven't True. gone too far yeah yeah and uh, Jake says that um, he's had fun this weekend and uh, Tom says he's enjoyed having him around and it's not the sort of thing he usually says to his friends he feels it's important <laughs> to tell Jake how he felt Ooh. <laughs> and then um uh, by the way, J- J- Jake says this is great and Tom feels awkward, for, you know, because he's not used to, to guys telling each other they valued each other's friendship the way girls did. It, I can tell you that Irish girls in the 90s were extremely repressed and would no more have told your friends <laughs> no. that like, I love you so much, like <laughs> youngsters might today. We'd absolutely not so maybe it was different in America well I mean the evidence we've seen in this book is that the (laughs) girls are absolutely atrocious to each other (laughs) (laughs) they do not appreciate they're not telling each other how much they value (laughs) their friendship no they're scattering beads under each other's shoes fall down some stairs and sugars their way into a boyfriend they are showgirls in the Ray Red (laughs) star town Uh, and then Jake makes a revelation he does. Uh, yeah, Jake apparently looks a bit distressed and says, you know, because I think Tom is talking about how everyone's so mad about Jake and God, you know, you must be having a great time. Half mm. the girls are in love with you. But uh, Jake says it's different when you're visiting for a weekend and people <gasps> see what they want to. They don't get to know the real me. And uh, it's not always easy for me once people find out and he kind of trails off, stares up to the sky. Very dramatic. <laughs> as, well. it is very dramatic. <laughs> as if he's searching for the rest of the sentence there. Tom's like, what? Find out what? What could there possibly be about Jake that people don't like? And then we finally get, once they find out I'm gay, Jake concluded. Oh. <gasps> a big revelation. Yeah. <laughs> and I, do, uh, I do relate to the, the gulp and the trope before oh, you say it. Uh, yeah. That was relatable. Yeah. Okay. How did you that find this as a coming out mm. scene? How do you think that the, the ghostwriters did with this one? I mean, aside mm. from the fact that, <laughs> like, why is he coming out to the, like, Random he obviously, guys, like, is, yeah. like, just after, like, having a really stressful experience in with the people he came, we assume, to tell Enid mm. that was the purpose of the trip. It mm. was, like, this big thing. So, like, I mean... I don't understand why he would feel the need to tell Jake unless he fancied Jake but then if that was the case like why didn't he Tom or Tom, Tom yeah. why didn't he like make a bit of a move mm. or something or say he just, liked him yeah, yeah. exactly I, I don't know uh, it, it is weird because I suppose like that, that when you look at like representation of gay people mm. in like mm. the 90s it always comes from that place of like We've moved a lot. We've moved quite far as a society now. We understand it's acceptable to be gay, but it's a terribly sad life. Yes, oh, that's very yes. much the vibe. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. You're so brave that you've taken the first step in this tragic path. Oh, it's gonna be so difficult yeah. for you. There's no Brace reason. yourself. There's no reason for him to come out in this instance other than a plot device. Because mm, either he yeah. tells Tom because he's like, well, Tom gets me because he's gay. Yeah. But then he wouldn't need to stumble over it. Yeah. Necessarily, unless okay. he's feeling the shame. Um. So yeah, it makes no yeah. sense why he'd come out. Yeah, it didn't make any sense why he would come out in this moment to 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 Tom, unless he like did think, oh, maybe this will spur Tom to be like, oh, I'm gay too, and then they could have a canoodle by the bins. Mm. But mm. um, <laughs> that would be the only reason, and I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it was. I, I did like him, like like looking up into the sky, like creating a dramatic moment. That read, that yeah. read appropriate. That I was like, yeah, I, I I see myself there. I, okay. I I've been that person <laughs> searching for the sentence oh. in the sky. <laughs> Also, I was confused by the whole tr- is he is he being straight at the party? Is that the person he's not being for the weekend? I didn't get that. Oh. Yeah. I thought they meant it was basically they they haven't 
they've, they've only got a superficial knowledge of him yeah. rather than he was sort of pretending that, to yeah, be straight because he's sort of turning off all the girls yes. who've been mm. fling themselves at him yeah. mm. so I thought it was more like they just make assumptions about me but if they actually knew me a bit better then yeah. they would find out um, and they might as apparently has happened in the past have rejected him mm. I, yeah. I mean as as we understand perhaps may have happened in this afternoon through the, the, the bad handling of us by family members indeed yes well mm-hmm. indeed <laughs> but we know that he's very comfortable in his skin and will go out and buy a crazy watch and what's the problem with it a staple of the so LGBT community I'm, it's, it's weird to be like well actually yeah. there's this whole other part of my personality that that is not and you're like so wait, I, I, I was just confused by that <laughs> I Fair, mean that's yeah. a co- that's a normal reaction to yeah. value books and fair to yeah. <laughs> welcome to the club um, so Tom is like oh why would that make any difference and uh, he Jake basically says that he has been uh, dumped by friends for coming out before um, and Tom kind of a bit too hastily is all like well, doesn't make any difference for me and uh, but he feels um, that you know he feels nervous but it's mostly because he thinks he could s- he, he doesn't know what to say yeah. yeah rather than he's like oh this, because I, I had to go back over and reread mm. this little interaction because throughout the rest of it he refers to how he handled it so poorly yeah. and he talks about mm. how he wishes he did. and I'm like you know you handle it perfectly well mm. like you know yeah. you, were, you, were you were surprised supportive. I suppose mm. that's yeah. it he wasn't expecting it and it, he, like yeah later on it does feel like he's really beating himself up over how he reacted mm. yeah. when, and I actually kind of had to go back to him and be like no it wasn't that bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't drop an F-bomb no so. yeah. <laughs> And also, he didn't. He actually said, "Why would that make any difference?" Mm. He didn't even mm. just go, "Oh, yeah, okay," or you know, the, the the it wasn't like the bad end of neutral. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I feel like it, that like was a heavy implication of like us meant to take from that that like he wished in that moment he had revealed that he also oh, had feelings maybe, like that, yeah. and yeah. he was like, "Well, there was my moment." That's the regret. And then yeah. you know he'll be able to like you know. He now wants an opportunity to after getting the address or whatever it is, and he can yeah. back off up to San Francisco <laughs> to, you know, do whatever they do. <laughs> play some more tennis, <laughs> hit some balls, <laughs> or they could get off by the bins slash factories. <laughs> I mean, you know, bins in San Francisco. <laughs> Actually, I know you've missed the point now, but when you said tennis was your first clue, San Francisco. Was no, no, yeah, San Francisco. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, that's it for the party because they head back, and Tom is kind of awkward, feels just really uncomfortable, um, and feels he's ha- you know doesn't know what to say, so he, he gets away from Jake. Mm. So we cut to Tuesday, I guess forty eight hours later, and Enid reveals why she was off at the party, um, and yeah, it's basically because she, she thinks I blew it with Jake big time, and of course she needs. Elizabeth's wise counsel oh, too. I mean, sure. there's no one else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be Liz. <laughs> so can you tell us why she feels she blew it? Yeah, she kind of says, yeah, well, she was kind of shocked by the revelation and mm. Liz is like, oh, you must, you know, feel like he can trust you. But then Enid's like, well, that's why I feel like such a jerk. And she says that she never thought she was the slight bit prejudiced. But when I heard Jake say the word gay, my reaction was terrible. She said, I know it must have looked like he had just dropped a bomb on me, but she couldn't say anything at all for about five minutes, which, OK, that's not. <laughs> that is a long <laughs> silence. <laughs> silence. I mean, <laughs> and then she kind of blurts out something like, what did she say? Oh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me before? As if he'd been keeping it a secret f- from me, which, of course, he hadn't. Um, but again, like it also doesn't sound like she made an absolute balls of it because she hasn't mm. reacted super negatively. It was more 
shock and maybe she did make it a bit about her well that I was going to say because I had that reaction from one or two friends when mm. I was okay. coming out where it was that kind of like why didn't you tell me before right, and yeah. where like instantly it was like taking it and owning it's about the me now mm. yeah. Yeah. I would say that that is par for the course for every single character in Sweet Valley High yes absolutely yes. so like really stands that that's how she would react yeah. but I mean I do I do understand why she would then like it, it shows a self awareness that mm. she would understand that yeah. actually this moment isn't about me. Yes, yeah. yeah. Made it about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's you know, bully for her that she realized it. Mm. True. Yeah, there is like that self awareness is the key thing here because she Definitely. knows that that was a stupid thing. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To it wasn't say. The, the best thing to say at all. And yeah. it just made things really awkward. And now she's like, she knows it was really brave of him to come out to her and then she just became really self-conscious about how she was handling it wrong and that's why it made everything really awkward between them at the party and and she actually says I wonder why reactions to Courtney News tend to be so selfish I didn't even really think about Jake about he must be feeling about my reaction and how hard it must have been for him yeah that is that is really weirdly insightful for Sweet Valley mm. in general very <laughs> sweet <and laughs> unusual but then it turns out that uh, before he left they had a proper chat and they sorted it all out now it's grand they actually worked it all out here. yeah it's, it's absolutely fine it's like oh well then everything's fine <laughs> But then we get into, you know, what you were oh saying God, about yeah. this trope about, you know, how, but if I reacted so badly and I'm his cousin who loves him, uh, what will he expect from the rest of the world? And then Liz goes into just a, a sort of a, a speech about how terrible it will be. Mm-hmm. How awful it's going to be. He's like, gonna, he's going to like be prejudiced against him in the workplace. His future <laughs> is going to be dark and lonely. He's never going to be able to have a successful relationship. He'll never have children. He'll probably never even own a home with a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel she delivers it with a sort of shrug. Is it like, you yeah. Know? What are you going to do? Well, that's the choice he's made. That's they life. Do, like, oh, that's they the do. They, they say choice. They do oh, say choice. Choice, mm. choice and lifestyle come mm. up a couple of times. They do. This, and yeah. it's like, mm, mm, there's that mm-hmm. 90s LGBT inclusion. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> <Can> we know <laughs> Because it's, yeah, uh, Enid says, I wish I could make life easier for him. When I, we said, we're saying goodbye at the airport, I felt so bad for him, Liz. Not pity, are you sure? Like, definitely I, pity. I felt <laughs> as if I wanted to protect him for all the hurt he's going to have to face. And it's like... It's not a diagnosis. He's going to be... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also, I'm thinking that if Jake was somebody who came out as a teenager in the 90s, which is mm. extremely unusual, mm, now, yeah. possibly less so in San Francisco, but, um, like... He definitely does have a sort of an inner strength, like doesn't need Enid's Enid's pity. Oh, he's the most together of all the characters in the book. Yes, Mm -hmm. by far. Yeah, true. And also, I mean, again, like I guess they're they're trying to show the listener or the readers, you know, look at this sympathetic character, and people are going to be like could be mean to him. Isn't that terrible? But at the same time. It's sort of basing it on the idea that the readers are straight kids who need to be told that homophobia mm. yeah, is bad, so that, and, this is a, and not yeah. queer kids who need to see themselves and just think, "Joe, yeah. what you could be, ha- you could have a great life, you could be happy." Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I when I was reading, I was thinking about that because I was like, first of all, like I know that there's like a, a vague reference to like a slightly butch girl later on in the book, but like <laughs> they're, Claire, they're, they're, <laughs> Claire Middleton, but like they're, 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 they're like you're reading it. This is like a a predominantly female readership mm-hmm. there is obviously going to have been queer and questioning girls who will have yep. been reading that or, or trans sort of mm, yeah, 100%. The gender yeah. who would have been like oh my god you know what a tragic life this man is going to lead but mm. at least I see something of what his experience mm. is mine is completely I'm meant to be like this pretty picture perfect skinny girl mm. who's like obsessed with boys um so it's, it's I don't have a nice cousin who lives in a small <laughs> house to love me. 
Um, but yeah, I think it is. I think it's really interesting that they chose to have a male character come out as opposed to a female character who the readers might identify mm. with more. Yeah. And I think that maybe they were preempting like, oh, we might be going too far if we yeah. make it the if we make the ca- the character the readers will identify with more closely if yeah. most of them are are girls, which is a a cop out. It is. But it's also kind of keeping them arm's length slightly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And also you find a media like that same sex men is more palatable than same sex women. Like it's mm. constantly portrayed to us and stuff. Mm. Like mm. we know a lot yeah. more popular gay men than we do famous lesbians and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. true. And I guess at the time there was sort of like yeah, I mean, more in Britain than in America, because America, I think the media at the time, there were, you know, fewer gay characters. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. And th- there was sort of that slightly kind of, you know, the funny gay man sort of yeah. thing, which was seen as kind of being acceptable, whereas lesbians were a threat. Yeah. 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 And um, they were like the butt, either that or they were the butt of the joke. Like yeah. You look at like Susan and. A good oh, friend. oh, Karen yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like that sort of absolute. Like they, they were always kind of brought in as like a bit of a butt of the joke, and that relationship was never treated really mm. seriously. Mm. Um, but yeah, you didn't have much of a representation. But then yeah. gay men are always shown as just being single because like yeah. the idea of two men in a relationship. That's it. Been yeah, yeah. An affront to yes. anything other than surface level. Like, isn't he funny? It's like. Can we yeah. actually see oh, no, hang on, no, hang on, no, hang on, no, people, no, 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 no stop back. And if this is late 80s, this is peak I AIDS. I think it's very it? early like 91, possibly 90s, at this stage. Yeah, yeah I think okay. it's like a stage where I was the same age as the Sweet Valiant. Yeah, 1991. But actually, okay. in terms of like, you know, in Ireland at the time, I don't know anybody who came out when they were in school. And um, when I was in college, like friends of mine who, who came out in college and who are still together to this day, mm-hmm. Um, when like th- they were one of the only if not the only out lesbian couples in Trinity yeah. in the mid 90s mm. to the extent that somebody I know who came out later like came out when he left college said no I used to see those two like those oh. two lesbians and think <laughs> why can't I walking holding hands oh. he remembered um, them 20 years wow. later oh because that's how unusual it was yeah. Yeah. to see <laughs> queer couples in college among a bunch of you know liberal arts students yeah. it was like mm. so it, it was just an unthinkable thing for a 17 year old I think yeah. to come out I'm sure some people did yeah it's mental though to think that, that like that book is from 1991 which means that was two years before homosexual mm. was decriminalised yeah. in Ireland yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly God. Sweet Valley High is so much more progressive <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, if only we could all live there <laughs> I'm actually disturbed that I was, I turned 16 in 1991, so now I'm the same age as them. Wow. So How does that make you feel? Extremely <laughs> old. But also, <laughs> definitely I can tell you people weren't wearing some of the outfits that they <laughs> were wearing in this book. Um, so, yeah, basically Liz goes on about, you know, how like how brave Jake is for his tragic fate. God, it's just, but it's the, yeah, the woven tragedy of it all is yeah. just so unnecessary. But she says that, I have a feeling your cousin is going to make it. I can't. And Edith says it shouldn't have to be so hard on other people who are gay to make the choice oh, they no. need to well I guess the choice they need to make is coming out so that's fair enough okay yeah uh, right. that's, mm. that's how you ch- we're choosing to read it that way that, I think we're being slightly generous yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, there shouldn't have to be so much pain well fucking hell well, I mean we can get she's not wrong that. she's not wrong she doesn't have to be that yeah, yeah mm. that's I, true I, I, she that's is 100% hashtag all lives matter yes oh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> I do like that as a melodramatic response to something. And it's yeah. like someone's like, oh, my boyfriend will respond to me. And I'll just be like, there shouldn't have to be. So <laughs> <much pain." laughs> 
I do remember in 1991 writing in my diary about not knowing whether a boy fancied me or not. Oh, God, the unbearable agony. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> big you actually did have fit it in really well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I'll take that. If only. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, Tom has hardly slept since the barbecue because he keeps going over and over his conversation with Jake, which he thinks he fucked up totally. But um, he he can't understand why he's why he's got so many emotions about this. And uh, we're told he's not a bigot. He didn't have any fixed narrow ideas about the kinds of private choices (laughs) people should make. So he starts thinking, what's wrong with me? You know, why did I feel so intensely? But then inspiration strikes uh, like he literally gets like a shiver down his spine because it's like <laughs> Tom suddenly <laughs> felt cold and it's like oh <laughs> sudden realisation uh, how had Jake found out he was gay did he just wake up one day and know and then Tom's like maybe that's why I reacted he, the way I did he experienced the 911 interchromatica 2 oh that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> I just felt a lot of these times and maybe it, this is just my personal story but I kind of just was like all of these things are euphemisms for an erection he can't explain right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like why have I an erection now I don't understand I don't get it I don't usually get this excited yeah. thinking about tennis <laughs> <laughs> well the suddenness of this realisation makes him think a daring thought for Sweet Valley because he says Maybe I was so nervous because I'm scared about me. I'm afraid I might be gay too. That's so dumb. Like, if only it could have happened because you realised you actually fancied him. I yeah. know, mm. that's it. Like, yeah, they have to like tie it to the reaction rather than... And they have to say I actually you're gay, like, out of state. Oh, you have to be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they can't get together. Get out. He's actually at Wimbledon now, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're clear, it's okay. <laughs> well, and again, I mean, I guess this is... This isn't you know out of the bounds of realism because he's scared that everybody will despise mm. and ostracise him then mm. thinks would he still be able to play on the tennis team oh, and actually there's been enough gay panic about you know people in teams mm-hmm. and mixed teams and changing True. rooms especially back then that that isn't actually yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not feasible. unreasonable yeah. yeah he realised he badly needed to talk to someone oh my god but who <laughs> and the answer <laughs> this is very exciting he hasn't been here in a while <laughs> it's Mr. Cow He's back! He's back! Oh my god, I was so happy. Is is Mr. Collins a friend of Dorothy? No, no. Okay, but he looks like a a young Robert Redford. We're told repeatedly, extremely hot. Yes, and uh, yes. No wonder he was looking for excuses to talk to him. Yeah, he's Who like everyone's favourite teacher at Sweet Valley High. And ours. Well, there was one where some girl made a play for him. Mr. Collins behaved with. Totally appropriate. He thing. did. Yeah. She tried to seduce him by drinking out of a hose. <laughs> 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 yeah. Didn't work. No, funnily enough. Surprisingly. He does not enjoy a wet t shirt. No. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you're onto something, actually. <laughs> no, but he is going out with Ms. Dalton, the French True. teacher. Yeah. Weird. So, uh, oh my God. Oh, he went out with Alice. There could be buyers oh, going on. Absolutely. Yes. How did I not Stop oh, with this buyer Asia. God, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> Though, uh, I mean, I hope he wasn't... Uh, he, he, I mean, Mr. Collins would behave very appropriately with all pupils of all ages. Yeah. Yes. Just so yes. you know. It just seems like he might not every so often. Yes. Yeah, so he usually pulls it back in time. So he has, like, play, gone and uh, been the sort of chef at their barbecues. Mm. So, you know... No. Their school <laughs> affairs. Their school affairs. It's all very dodgy in this mm. school, but not dodgy... Wouldn't happen today. 
No. No, true. Shouldn't have happened then. Yeah. That's because all well, the, the parents in Sweet Valley High are like challenging the gender norms. <laughs> we wish. They're busy being <laughs> lady sportscasters and what have you. <laughs> I'm going to stop being a lady sportscaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Collins, our not really problematic fave, is telling Liz to do uh, that he wants her to do a piece on Project Youth for the Oracle and their student volunteers. Mm. And Liz thinks it's great. Reminded how much she loves them. And so do we, listeners. And as she heads out, who should be coming in? <gasps> it's Tom. Mm. He knows he can trust Mr. Collins for some wise counsel. <laughs> and Mr. Collins, I guess, is, is still, like, Mr. Collins is chill with, the, with this uh, revelation. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it didn't read us the first time. He's had to deal with I'm sure thing. it isn't actually. Yeah, no, the rest of the poor, s- the poor uh, sweet valiants are all closeted oh, at yeah. this stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, his advice isn't that bad. Again, yeah, it's like it, with Sweet Valley, it's like it's not terrible, so that's good, basically. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the best we could have hoped for. <laughs> well, I guess he tells them that, you know, this isn't unusual mm. and it's not unusual. You feel weird talking about this. And um, and actually, he when, when Tom says, I'm sort of wondering about myself, Mr. Collins doesn't go, and like he actually doesn't say anything. Yeah. That's yeah. Tom speak. And... Uh, Mr. Collins, who I guess doesn't realise what a shoddy arrangement they have over in the Project Youth, <laughs> gives them the details and says, why don't you make an appointment with their counsellor? And their counsellor is probably going to be like a 16-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, will be oh, it will be Amy. Yeah. That's it, sitting there like Sharon oh, Stone. God. This bitch again. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Collins says, uh, he, you know, he thinks it's great that he's, he's opening up about it and um, it's better, you know, sometimes it's easier to keep something inside than to open up, but it's, it's you know, it's better to... The right thing to do, yeah. To yeah, talk to about be it. honest and says, maybe someday you can let Jake know how much his confidence meant to you. And Tom... By the way, we're told he's still deeply ashamed of how we treated Jake. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. He's internalising a lot Yeah, now. this is true. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Tom. But he decides it's time to start figuring out who Tom McKay <gasps> really was. Now. Ooh, now there's the next Sweet Valley book I'd read. If <laughs> only! I genuinely don't think we ever get another Tom story, which is, uh, which is a shame a because baby. they sort of have this tokenistic, like, yeah. book of inclusion. It's like mm. the black character. Mm. Poor Andy. And Patty. Yeah. Like they sort of show up and you think, oh, there's going to be, you know, some actual non-waspness in Sweet Valley. But no, they show no. up for very special episodes and then off and they're, then they're gone again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to the Sweet Valley extra bin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Liz interviews Kathy at Project Youth and she's very impressed. And Kathy says, Sweet Valley is a wonderful town. Is it really? Mm. And that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that teenagers don't need people to talk to when they're in trouble. And Amy wants, or Liz wants to do interviews with the student volunteers and she is shocked (laughs) when she finds out who one of them is. Shook. You I would mean, be there. You really I mean, would be there. Would be there. Was, we uh, all are. That yeah. has a true, true emotion. Yeah, very much so, yeah. It's a very reasonable reaction. And she's just like, who would have guessed that Amy Sutton would volunteer for anything? And again, yeah. <laughs> well, she didn't. She That's was true. in a press gang. She, 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 she was yeah. going to fail. You're right. And she's not even volunteering anymore. She's getting a wage. So. True. Oh, my God. She's not oh even doing God. it for altruistic yeah. reasons. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, on her way out. She sees Tom in the waiting room reading a pamphlet. <laughs> and what could this subtly titled pamphlet be? <laughs> Teens and homosexuality. I just, what is that pamphlet? <laughs> Come on, guys. It's just a pamphlet. Is that what's in it? Like, Teens, Teens and homosexuality. Subtitle, don't do it. 
<laughs> it's a life of tragedy, don't oh you know? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely it would be like, <laughs> so you think you might be gay or something yeah, like that. Like, something like I that. Know. Or, you know, how to give advice to your gay best friend or something like that. I yeah. don't know, something like that. Teens mm. are homesick. Oh, it's no very dry, isn't it? Mm. That's again, just bullet points. This is also a town that has shops called the ski shop and the <gasps> music shop. So oh, they're not that's great true. for a bit of creativity <laughs> that is in terms of titles. They're extending it to pamphlets. You shouldn't be surprised. So Liz explains, so Tom goes bright red and Liz explains why she's there and Tom's all like, I guess I'll have to get used to people being curious. And Liz as well just lets him speak. She doesn't barge in with any stupid she remarks. Doesn't. But again, it's typical Liz that she just turns up at oh, this point and manages to see him with his ridiculous does. pamphlet because that is classic Liz. That people not necessarily, well, they do feel like they can talk to her, mm. but it's also just her randomly being there. And mm. they're like, oh good, Liz is here and she's such a great listener and she's like the best person ever. Yes. <laughs> Let me just confide to her even though we've never really talked well, yeah, before. This read is very unrelatable content. If mm. you're closeted and somebody mm. finds some clue, like yeah. I would yeah. bend over backwards to find up some other way of doing it. I'd be like, oh, I'm just reading all the pamphlets. Yeah. Or yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm you know. waiting for my friend Barry. He's here for the tennis and he's going to be <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's an obvious excuse. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's yeah, there's there's so other ways. But he mm. just was like, You caught me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my deepest darkest secret. Jeez, homosexuality right I here. Mean, I'm a team. <laughs> and here's homosexuality. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, gotta have to get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, um, Liz wonders if it was finding out about Jake that triggered his own self questioning. And she, he asks her, like, if you found something out about yourself, would you tell people? It could be difficult. Would you te- tell people or keep it a secret? And of course, Liz knows that go- being gay can be difficult unless you forget, but she doesn't think that. And actually, in fairness to her, she says, I can only tell you what I'd do. She doesn't try and... Yeah, and think this is what you should do. Yeah. 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 And she says, I guess I'd try as hard as I could just be myself. And if other people didn't want to accept the real me, then they wouldn't be worth my time. And uh, he agrees. Mm. And she hopes Tom, uh, um, you know, Tom's friends stick by him. Yeah. Um, and I do think today, if somebody was writing a book like this, like, first of all, I think they do more research oh yeah um <laughs> but also i think that they would be more aware of the fact that for some people it's not safe to come out and you know that mm. they i think they yeah. might because they'd be more aware of how of their road i think they're very much thinking of this as being aimed at straight readers as opposed yeah. to gay readers who I might need true. some i do and i think that that attitude of oh if someone doesn't accept you for who you are like that's their loss is kind of like well that doesn't really take into account how this could like impact employment opportunities or mm. like professional stuff that mm. i might want to do or like family choices i might want yeah, to make that's or kind it, of place yeah. that i may want to live so it's like yeah that's fair enough in terms of friends but when it goes to a wider context yeah. Yeah. you know that's not re- but I mean that's not really Jessica Wakefield or Elizabeth Wakefield's uh, <laughs> <laughs> remit in this moment true, true. <laughs> and also in terms of the interaction I kind of felt what was the point of it she mm. just kind of said what we heard Jessica say about him in another you know scene mm. I was like okay she said I don't know I just was like why yeah. are we saying they just have to shoehorn Liz in they, yeah they have yeah. to get her in there because she's always the sympathetic ear that's just okay, kind of her, okay. her, her, yeah. her deal yeah, yeah. So uh, Tom goes in and talks to Kathy and she makes it feel better. But she keeps telling her, don't label yourself, which is actually that was a thing that like, like 
advice things and agony ants used to say in the 90s where it would be like it's normal to have you know somebody would write into just 17 saying like oh I think I might fancy my friend and they'd go it's normal to have these feelings it would it, it would try not to be judgmental but they would mm. often emphasize like could be just a phase mm. yeah. yeah where there wasn't so much so that's and I think that sort of Labels are bad, which is fair enough on one level, yeah. but just in the context of the time, that could often be interpreted as like, this could just pass, you know, this could yeah, just be a phase. Hopefully it'll grow out of it. Hopefully exactly. out of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tragic Jake's come back off to San Francisco. He <laughs> doesn't worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just bottle up all those feelings. Yeah. And get with Amy. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so just say to confide in trusted friends, which is actually good advice. That mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Um, if, if he had any. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if he does now. Oh, yeah, it's Barry, Barry actually. He's Barry. Got Barry. And he's literally got to just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, goes off to play Bar- um, to uh, meet Barry. And Barry says again that somehow he st- really likes Amy and just says, look, are you... Because unlike Amy, he actually cares about what his friends think about his pursuing their potential mm-hmm. partners. And says, look, are you really not interested? Would you mind if I declared my love? <laughs> and Tom says, of course not. And then kind of basically comes out to him, sort of. Sort yeah, kind of indirectly, as in he just kind of says, listen, Barry, uh, say, he kind of says it before he sort of realises what he's saying and uh, goes, I'm not sure I'm interested in girls, period. So Barry's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and also before that it established a real hierarchy between the friends to be like well mm. I thought you just weren't interested in her now and then you'd go back to her when she yeah. when you were yeah. over when you were to be yeah. so be like I'm not even worthy of your scraps no Tom, I'm you know? sidekick <laughs> yeah big time <laughs> oh, I mean come on Barry uh, <laughs> you're the lower tier character yeah. <laughs> that's true Sorry, Barry. I mean, he hasn't really even been mentioned before no. so this is the first we've ever heard of him so yes. yeah he's starting at the bottom but uh, Tom tells him to to tell Amy how he feels yeah. and then they just play their game and actually Tom is relieved like he said it to Barry Barry doesn't seem to care you know Barry's cool with yeah. it and yeah. uh, doesn't isn't treating him any differently so Tom feels a bit positive about the future and uh, meanwhile Jess heads to Lila and uh, Lila and Lila basically says look you, you know you didn't have to chase Jake around because chasing people is very undignified look at Amy <laughs> and Jessica is literally horrified <laughs> by what Amy is doing and she says what she'd do so it's not the pursuing him that is her problem it's that uh, she, Amy isn't enough of a schemer oh well this is it see Jessica is just sneakier than Amy yeah. but she's exactly as bad as her she's, exactly. just, she's just a little bit more kind <laughs> of clever about it and in fact her scheme is more psychopathic oh that's true yeah she was saying if I was here I would have been really sympathetic about the breakup with Jean play the role of supportive friend because she's not actually obviously and uh, then once he really trusted me I would have pounced pounced but not before it's like a frat conversation but she's always like this it's it's, it's also like the the boys and the girls are like opposing teams oh yeah like that's it there's no sense of like any kind of you know friendship yeah what what must have been like reading this in old Catholic Ireland you know what it's like (laughs) (laughs) you know guys in one wall of the Cayley people I'm not saying that was your situation but I mean well it kind of was to be like this this (laughs) attitude towards the opposite sex is incredibly different I think that's why the Gwail took like when people went to Irish college in the summer it was just like this hormone fest because it was most people who were in single sex schools. Tommy a pouncel. Gutubbin. Togabuggy. 
<laughs> I think it actually did have a lot of like I did have male friends who were mostly like met in the Gwildas or friends brothers which was you know mm-hmm, how yeah. you would meet people but um yeah, it was it was but a lot more gendered. But then we did go to mostly go to single sex schools, which they don't. So I don't really understand mm-hmm. how this but is. But did their behaviour to the opposite sex feel so foreign? Yeah, I think it is that they just, especially Amy and Lila, the cheerleaders, are just constantly like boys is boys in a vertical. Boys are a hobby, like yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sports, boys and shopping are like what their interests do. are. Yeah, Amy, they, that is literally how they have described yeah. when, when Jessica was being interviewed for something recently and was asked what her interests were like she actually said <laughs> in a professional context <laughs> that one of them was boys. boys. <laughs> 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 to buy her openness I suppose but uh, yeah she's, um, she's, she's a schemer and uh, she thinks that um, uh, she, she's like Amy has just gone too far with her vulgar carry on mm. and that she needs one more day of the asylum treatment and, and then that'll be that yeah. oh, yeah. she'll be punished she'll be let out of the icebox <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jessica's in charge for sure she thinks no doubt Amy would come crawling back to her friends Jessica thought with pleasure she's a fucking mm. psychopath she mm. really is yeah. yeah so that night Amy this is such a grim oh, scene this is like the this is just <laughs> the tragedy of Amy coming <laughs> to like <laughs> it's pinnacle <laughs> I've been building to this yeah. for Amy. <laughs> She's feeling a bit sorry for herself, and her parents apologise for being so busy recently. This is why her parents are cool. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Um, and, and that book is fish. Yeah, yeah. And they, I don't know if That's they set a date to go to the sportscaster, female sportscaster conference <laughs> in New York. They're going to go to. <laughs> they are going to go to one. <laughs> and, uh, um, oh, I wish we got a book about that. <laughs> but, uh, Amy tells her mother she wants to talk to her to her mother, and she says that you know she really fancied somebody, and she's not sure he's into her. not sure he's into her. He literally has run away from her on numerous <laughs> occasions at this stage. Yeah. So Mrs. Sutton asks what he's like, and she's she says he's a great tennis player and he's incredibly cute. And Mrs. Sutton is like, but what's he really like? Yeah. <laughs> and Amy looked at her or stared at her mother uncomprehendingly. <laughs> Hadn't she just told her mother what you, Tom was like? What do you mean? He's got blonde hair, she said. Oh, I guess he's sort of a jock. And I was like, uh, no, I, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not in love with someone just because he has blonde hair and plays tennis, are Again, you? she's very Love Island, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. What's the, your type? Blonde. Yeah. <gasps> she was ahead of her time. Yeah. yeah. But, um, she, Basically, her mother is asking her, like, what's his personality like? Yeah. Amy literally says, like, this is not normal for the time, no. I can tell you. She hadn't really thought much about Tom's personality. She says, he's popular. Kids at school like him a lot. He's, uh, uh, and then she can't think of anything and just goes, like I said before, he's not just a jock and popular too. Like, what? There's, there's something not she's, right here. She's got nothing, like, yeah, yeah it's bad. It's she can't even fake it. No, I know. It's so cringe. She oh. can't even say funny. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> funny, smart, just some bullshit. Like make something up. You got to see in biology. I mean. yeah. <laughs> He's the arm candy she wants. Yeah. Walking into prom next year. But next then, then the mums like sort of RuPaul, Doctor <laughs> Phil, oh, yes. spin questions. It but what would he describe you as? Oh. Love that, that actually. Work, does it? That doesn't work. <laughs> Works on her. Works on her. <laughs> but she is quite. I mean, there's nothing going on inside that head. So, um, little hamster pretty, running a wheel. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to bamboozle her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she he she wonders how would Tom describe her? 
And then she thinks cute and popular, but then she realizes she's not always popular because uh, oh, her friends have turned on her. <laughs> and then she realizes cute and popular. That could be almost any girl at Sweet Valley High. <laughs> and then Mrs. Sutton says, why don't you get to know him? Which is like, the fr- this never crossed Amy's mind. <laughs> oh, God. But I mean, if you think about it earlier in this, like she was like, she wrote an essay without doing any research <laughs> on it. Or like exactly, you know what? It's true to her character. In character, <laughs> yes. So Amy suddenly thinks about uh, another boy she knows. Yeah, she suddenly realises that with Barry, she could describe his personality very easily because he's funny and a little weird, very sensitive, caring, intelligent. So she's like suddenly reeling off the characteristics. Mm-hmm. But but that was different. That wasn't the stuff of a romantic hero. <laughs> 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 Amy, what is wrong with you? Every rom-com in love interest. Yeah. <laughs> if only he'd take his glasses off <laughs> and set up straight. Ah. Damn it, Barry. <laughs> well, she asks, oh, but she still hasn't fucking given up on Tom. So she's unhinged. So she asks him whether about a uh, girl, does she think it's okay if girls ask boys out? And of course, ladies first cast her. Yeah. Of course. She's like, hey, gender roles here. Yeah. Come oh. on. Come on, Amy. Do it. <laughs> so she decides she's going to invite Tom to a concert at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And on her way to Project You. She gets expensive tickets and we get a little bit of a of a, a callback to a, a previous book. Throwback to the number one. Yeah. yeah. So one of the most popular bands in California and they Party. have shown up before. Yeah. They have. Do we know what music they play? We don't. It's they generally play like popular a, music. Yeah. Yes. Generally it's like, oh, they're a great rock band. So it's usually something fairly vague. Yeah. Mm. Though the droids are the sort of in-house Sweet Valley band. We do yeah. love them. They, we they're think great. they've got a sort of a mid-80s new wave kind of vibe. I just picture them as gem in the holograms every yeah. time. Because yeah. like, yeah. we're, we're encroaching in grunge era now, you know. Yeah. Right? That, that part of the world. Mm. It's the year that um, Nevermind came out. Yeah. So, so, no, I feel like Sweet Valley would pass out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> grungy, they just wouldn't be able to cope. They are not wearing... <laughs> Baby doll dresses I, and check shirts. I, I thought as well because obviously one of the only characteristics we'd been given about um, about Tom was that he liked jazz music. <laughs> it was very much like oh, I think Tom would much prefer the folk festival. I think that would be much more his cup of tea. That's very Isn't that Jake who likes jazz? No, no, Tom, they, they, they both did. They bonded. Yeah, they bonded, they bonded okay. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, right. I, I think that yeah, him. Probably Tom and Jake would get a pair of sweater vests. Well, the number one should be far too mainstream now for Tom. That's true. It just shows how incompatible they are. (laughs) It's going to work. She has that choice at the concert. Like, she goes to basically some place that sells tickets. Yeah. And uh, the number one are real expensive to go Mm. see. Yes. The alternative is a folk festival. So she's She's like, like, oh, "Oh, you look like that. (laughs) So she she bumps into Barry and tells her about his plan. And he very politely and gently says, Look, I don't think Tom is going to go. Yeah. She's like, What do you know? And stomps off. <laughs> and the next day, oh there's God. yet another cringeworthy scene. Can you tell us this what happens? This is awful. <laughs> oh, well, Lila and Jessica are fucking horrible. This that is, is horrific. That they is, they yeah. treat her so badly. It's awful. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, obviously I'm not particularly a fan of Amy, but I really fucking felt terrible for her here. Because <laughs> she just, yeah, she, she's, it's lunchtime and she's in the cafeteria. <laughs> Uh, she hasn't had a chance to chat to Tom yesterday or to pounce on him at any point. Uh, so she's sitting down and Jess and Lila join her, mm. ask her how it's going with Tom. And she's just like, yeah, fine. But um, what was it then? She's like, oh, I haven't asked him yet. Oh, yeah, she tells them that she's taking him to this concert. And they're like, that oh, is such oh, a me move. Oh, I really? No. But then they're like, oh, Although not all of that. She eventually <laughs> reveals she hasn't actually asked him yet because she hasn't had a chance. So then I think, does he walk past or something? Yeah, he walks yeah. past with Barry and Kurt Anderson. It was Anderson. so convenient. you like, ask him. He's just over there. Like, that's a proper, that's you know, like yeah. mean girls so shot. So mean girls. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, don't let us stop you, Tom. Come over here, guys. I'll sit down here. Why don't you? And just make a huge production of it. So there's as many people at the table as it could possibly be right now, including all his tennis pals. 
and it's yeah. just it's so cringy oh. <laughs> so she basically is like hey Tom do you want to come to the number one to me and he's like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does say I'm sorry he's slightly li- like he's he's kind of polite and then she keeps pushing it and it is oh, oh yeah awful. like it is like oh, an apprentice candidate in the boardroom it is like selling awful. an idea Alan Sugar is not buying Mm-mm. oh she's she, getting nowhere and it's 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 desperate she literally <laughs> says Tom you, you have, have to, to. <laughs> oh but like Amy please, kind of please, 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 please she kind please. of even can't believe that she's yeah. doing this but it's just happening and it's like Amy please stop yes. she keeps saying oh don't be such a killjoy they're amazing oh my God. and then Kirk Anderson aka Kirk the Jerk yep. Kirk the Jerk that's oh, yeah. what they call him yes. yeah, he is terrible though this is a really bad guy yeah. Yeah. can you say what he says oh he's so mean yeah he says oh Tom I think you're going to spell it out for her uh, M-O means no uh, Amy's not exactly a rocket scientist what else can you expect from a dumb blonde Ooh. very harsh well and Barry says cut it out mm. and Tom tell like Amy basically starts like starts to run away yeah. and Tom and Barry are both like oh come back like they're they're, they're not cool with uh, with all this yeah. and then Jess and Lila finally look sympathetic too little too late like as she's oh, running away yeah. crying basically yeah mm. so she has a horrible day but then late I would love to see the visualisation <laughs> see it play stupid. out why would she have said it I don't understand oh, please please, please. please. you have to you have to enjoy Oh, Tom. Oh, I wish this had been in the TV series. <laughs> Amy isn't in the TV series. Oh, God. Mm. What? No, there's a yeah. very brief appearance in the very first episode. Yeah. They mention Amy Sutton when they're like naming out Homecoming Queen potentials Contents, or whatever. Yeah. They show her for like five seconds and then she's gone. And it's not even an Amy no, no, no. The girl in She's about 40. Like a random extra. It's yeah. not mm. good. Yeah. <laughs> not enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, Amy avoids everybody for the rest of the day because she just feels terrible. Mm. Um, As you would. Because... Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have to say, I know, sorry to interrupt you. Even that couldn't give me sympathy for Amy. I just, no. Even I was like, oh no, it made me feel the other girls were just as bad as Amy. Yeah. Yes, like, that is exactly it. Because mm. especially, I mean, from our perspective, because we have read Amy being so terrible. <laughs> Poor old Ken, your precious little Ken. I love him. <laughs> she he's too good for this world. <laughs> well, he's too good for Amy. Something by a yeah, long shot. True. So uh, she ditched him when he was in the hospital, yeah. learning how to be blind. See, Amy Sutton though is like is <laughs> the Amy defender has logged on. She is. She is. <laughs> Like she is going to be going to New York to oh. become. She is Karen from Will and Grace. She is that. Karen. Oh, she's not. A, no, she's not Karen. She's not Karen. Leela is Karen. Surely. Yes. Oh my god. She is. She is the Grace to Tom's Will. Mm. Like that. Okay. She, Actually, that's true. Yeah. Like, that's a she dynamic. She will be going to work. big city pride parades and being like waved up by all the queens <laughs> while like Jess, Jess is like going to a pride bar like in her local town and being like, yeah, look how great we are. Like she, mm. she has a big future ahead of Okay. Mm. Well, I mean, With the we're giving her the... Bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what She'll never get the man. But <laughs> 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 You're, we're giving her a lot of benefit of the doubt here. But and I'm like, is but Jake I, Jack? Like in this yeah. analogy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> how else do we map this out? <laughs> Definitely Lila is Karen though. I yeah. can't yeah. see. Oh, fantastic. The best yeah. character in both universes. So good, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, she finds a note from Tom and it was actually genuinely very nice. That's yeah. very sweet. Yeah, More than just, she deserves in fairness given how she's been oh, She's really harassing him. him like, yeah, but he just kind of apologises, says he's going through a hard time right now and wouldn't be very good company. He says, thanks for asking me. And then very nicely, he says, Barry and I took care of Kirk. It's like, oh, good. I hope in the Joe Pesci sense because fuck that guy. Head in a vice somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, don't pay any attention to what he said, okay? And just signs it, Tom. And it was it's really nice and she finally, finally kind of accepts. Maybe, <laughs> no, just maybe. Maybe just the fact that he wasn't interested in her romantically now didn't mean he didn't like her as a person. And it's like, all right, fine, but also just leave him alone for a while, please. <laughs> Keep in, your distance. In the book, is there a massive gap after the note? Because there wasn't a Kindle. Did you see that? Oh. No. Oh, no. no. That might have been like a formatting thing, potentially. No, I was, I was like, yeah. okay was the top of the page. Oh. And then, and then the next page no, started. the book is all good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Might have just uh, been a Kindle thing. Well, it's not. Maybe they were trying, like, whoever laid out the, uh, the Kindle edition were trying to, like, add the dramatic Ooh. effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be more. But so as I was reading, I was like, oh, there's a whole page down. Don't <laughs> well, there isn't much to, much to go because uh, Jess finds her, and it's actually vaguely nice. I mean, too little, too late. <laughs> and kind of consoles her by saying, oh, Tom only said no to you because he's still getting over Jeannie, and uh, tells her that Barry really, like, gave Kirk a hard time and clearly adores Amy. And Amy, again, this is how shallow she is. So she says, just my luck to have a guy like that adore me. But then Jess surprises her. Yeah. Um, Jessica thinks he's kind of cute. <laughs> Which, yeah. And says, oh, and he's really funny too. And Amy's surprised. And I am too, because it's not like Jessica to look at a guy, you know, like a random dude like yeah. Barry. Like someone, for Jessica to defend somebody and think they're funny and cute or whatever, they need to be spectacularly he hot. He must be <laughs> hot. That's the thing. Like, I think he he's on be. the tennis play club. Or on the tennis team. He just took off his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I he mean, did for the front cover of the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense because that guy on the front, that waxwork is not blonde. No, no. It's true, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, basically, Amy or is like, hmm, now he knows she's, she knows that Barry's acceptable to Jessica. To Jessica, that's literally what the only thing that yes. even has him as a potential yep. anything is it's like, oh, he's got Jessica's stamp of approval, so maybe I'll do something here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's shameful. Uh, so um, she Jessica asks her to come to the mall and she says she can't because she's got to work at Project Youth and Jessica is genuinely impressed and also surprised as are we all <laughs> and they arrange to hit the mall after her shift and everything's great with them again she's been let back into the group thank god finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> not that Jessica would ever apologise for the way oh, she's been treated her or anything Jessica Wakefield doesn't well, Amy didn't need to apologise <laughs> to Jean though did she oh that's to true to get back actually. in so yeah. it's so much for the loyalty between well, I mean, cheerleaders it was, Time really an issue for, it was really an issue for Jess that's like, Jean's <laughs> issue was irrelevant <laughs> she's not that important yeah. Jessica is the co-captain of the yeah. cheerleaders yeah. it's true so at home Amy's parents are taking her out for dinner they apologise they, they are so much nicer than their terrible child I don't know how she's that bad because yeah. they're clearly do, trying to do a good job yeah. with her yeah. Yeah. but uh, they apologise for being so busy and she's like so I wasn't imagining it and they say no no they've both been very preoccupied and she basically says that her parents you know sometimes I think you don't take me seriously and I'm and you're intense about your careers and I'm not it's like how seriously should they take you Amy I mean come on <laughs> given what you've given them to work with <laughs> but she wants to know that they respect that you two respect me and they lie and say they do <laughs> <laughs> they say we think it's delightful you're not as stressed out as we are <laughs> oh, we love that, that you're is a such a dizzy bird. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I love how little you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's great that you don't have to think too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
not trying to force you to make a decision based on what your father and I decided for ourselves years ago when we built our successful careers mm-hmm. or, you know, medium Career. successful <laughs> career. Yeah. <laughs> so they say that uh, she's not a dumb blonde, of course. <laughs> and um, she, Amy realises that she stereotyped Tom. <gasps> she just True. thought he was hot blonde. Hot blonde. Doc. <laughs> Us hot blondes should be together. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she felt she was in love with him. Yeah. So yeah, her mother tells her Liv me- less Liz left a message about interviewing her and of course the mother's really impressed here about p- the project youth mm. so it's like oh my mother's proud of me after all yeah. and uh that's Amy's sort of awakening has arrived and then Barry uh, sends her some flowers and she thinks he's a very special guy. <laughs> I, I didn't understand the flowers. Yeah. I also think teenagers sending each other Oh flowers. my God. Look, they have dinner not, parties. They're overkill. basically 40 year olds. Though, yeah. These kids, they do not act like 16 year olds no. hardly ever. So yeah, the flowers also, what, aren't even that surprised. What gave him the clue to send her flowers? To be like, oh, he just was well, never given up though. Like, she's very so elegant. And, <laughs> yeah, and stylish. stylish and effortlessly. She's a beautiful no arrangement. to me. He did it actually. Yeah. She said no to me yeah. and treated me like crap at every single opportunity. Yeah. Maybe flowers would be the That's what push her over the and edge. And it was. And the lesson is never give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sweet body, the time where, you know, they we they don't, don't take no for an answer. Which the thing is, actually, what this is going to give Barry the wrong impression because he's going to think it was the flowers that swayed. Uh, but actually, it was, it was Jessica Wakefield. It was Jessica's approval. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of hot. That's what it is. You need to get Jess on side for anything to happen. (laughs) Well, the next day, Amy, Jessica and Lila are chilling on the beach and Amy checks out the hunks, which makes her miss perving on Tom for a minute. (laughs) Then she realises she never knew him as a person. Just (laughs) as a hunk. Oh, God. (laughs) She goes to get ice cream and again we get a little thing that undermines the last book. Oh, God, yeah. Lila wants something calorie-free and it's like, why why would you throw that in after... And Jessica says, me too. The last storyline, just... Yeah. Please stop. But the whole thing that mm-hmm. says that thinking about this isn't healthy and now it's mm. like, oh, but we're not having any ice cream with calories <laughs> in it. Oh, Do you yeah. imagine what, what that shit tastes like? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, she meets, Amy goes off to the ice cream stand and she meets Barry and uh, who says, look, I'd really like to go out with you. And she invites him to the number one concert. She can't wait. Yeah. So that's that's them going on a date. Best life lived. There yeah. you go. Yeah, job she, done. Well, not deserved, no. really, by no. Amy, no, based on her the last 16 years of her life. But... No. <laughs> um, so yeah a- Lila says like oh Barry Mark isn't he a bit and Amy says he's very nice and he's my friend and she thinks he may be more mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. so well, I thought this was it for them but then we get another moment with them at the end which I think isn't really necessary but oh, um, yeah but from here on it's setting up it's setting oh up entirely so. yeah because yeah. we cut to school on Monday and Liz is pissed off oh yeah the Chamber of Commerce are putting on a beauty pageant and she is disgusted <laughs> For 15 to 18 year olds, which is a bit. 15 is quite young, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. I mean, 15 to 17 year olds would give it like a different vibe where it was like children. That's true. Yeah. Child, yeah. Like the inclusion of 18 year olds. Actual mm. adults. Brings it into a more adult true. zone. Mm. So yeah, Liz and Enid just don't think this is an appropriate thing for the Chamber of Commerce, not the driver, to be honest. Chamber uh, of Commerce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They give out accountancy awards and they reward 15 year old girls yes. for, for being hot bosoms. for the swimsuit <laughs> round. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, they don't think they'll be the only ones because like they see Claire, Good old who Claire. we're told is a leader in the feminist fight of Sweet Valley mm-hmm. since she became quarterback. She's a quarterback. Well, like a sub quarterback. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. There was kind they, of, they couldn't actually let her be quarterback. She's just like, <laughs> no, she's can't can't play. She gets to wear the uniform around the halls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? If they made her the quarterback, then Amy would have to date her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, that would be <laughs> the yeah. queer. There's, there's your Amy's true love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so uh, yeah, they um, they don't they hope the pageant doesn't get many consistent many contestants. Mm. And just while they're they're giving out about it, who should join them but Tom? <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Edith has a message for him from Jake. Oh yeah, he he called and said that he really enjoyed meeting Tom. Um, and then Tom's like, oh, but I was a bit of a jerk to him. But yeah, Ina's like, well, he's very honest. If he said he liked you, he meant it. So Tom's like, oh, OK, cool. Look, he, he told me something and I, I reacted badly and I liked a chance to tell him I'm sorry. So he gets Jake's address from Enid. Um, yeah, Enid suggests that, that she could to write him, yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. So he's um, so he's going to write to him. And that's the most we get in terms of them progressing. Getting anything. some action. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it's like, oh, I'll send him a letter. Well, it was a pre-email day or days. So, you know, I guess that's the best he could do to guess. Maybe he's going to declare his love in that letter. Maybe he is. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Liz thinks, oh, this is so fucking typical. Uh, she, because Tom says how great Liz is. <laughs> and she thinks his friendship and confidence meant a great deal. <laughs> Fuck off. Or did not. She felt much closer to Tom than mm. she ever had and was sure they were going to become good friends. This is she always thinks this, this about every one of her victims who she helps. <laughs> every second book is someone randomly having to confide in Liz because she's there and has like forced her way into the situation and then afterwards it's like, Oh, we're gonna be such good friends. It's like I always thought yeah. of you as one of my good friends and then you never see them interact never yeah. ever again. <laughs> well, that's it for Tom. And uh <laughs> More or less uh, for Liz, because she interviews Amy later about um, Project Youth mm. and is impressed by how committed she is. And Amy realises that she's figuring out, you know, that people aren't what they seem, including her. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, Jessica has heard the news about the Chamber of Commerce and her reaction is a very different. Oh, she is fucking pumped up for this. Thing. <laughs> oh. She is raring to go. Yeah, so... <laughs> Lila's a bit like, oh God, what a, like a, you know, a talent competition is one thing, but this is just a bunch of drippy girls. Um, so um, yeah, Jess is, is adamant that she's going to enter. She's going to uh, what? I'm going to wear one of those banners. Does she mean a sash? Oh, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> and swish her under the runway like a contestant on a televised pageant. Um, so yeah, she says. Uh, oh, Amy then says that maybe she'll think about competing as well because she always wanted to get into modelling apparently. <sighs> a model uh, a social worker uh, I mean come I mean, on she can do it all there's she nothing can she can't do <laughs> and isn't there a throwback to that TV show that Jessica gets to go on oh, oh yes. there was the Eric Parker show yeah. that was a, an excellent recent book that was a very Lila heavy book so we loved it it was oh, Jessica yeah. versus Lila yeah, it's always great when they have a showdown yeah. Yeah. which they do every so often mm. it's usually about boys yeah it was quite a good natured rivalry even in this one with them over Jake because like, there was no point anyone getting too invested yeah. in that obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it they was were all very like friendly between mm. them which is unusual they were doing some top tier scheme yeah. over the uh, Eric Parker show I can tell yeah. you that was an absolute <laughs> classic um, so uh, yeah Amy wonders what Barry would think if she entered and later they go on their first proper date we're yeah. told because the concert didn't count because she bought the tickets to try ah. and stalk yeah. Tom and a date that's, only a date that's fair enough oh well uh, that is literally the <laughs> rules, rules to these things <laughs> <laughs> So they flirt tediously and she says she's staying on a Project Youth and he's delighted and she asks if uh, what do you think about her entering the pageant? Does she think she'd have a chance? And he's like, don't you know how beautiful you are? Undermining the message of the book about like loving who you are and like not being superficial Mm. and not worrying about (laughs) your looks. To be fair, it is a pageant where she'll be judged on her looks. (laughs) He is is breaking it down to brass tacks. True. (laughs) True. 
So yeah, she she we're told she respected him a great deal, and she wonders because again, this is meant to be like Amy's learned to stand on her own feet. But we're told if he thought beauty pageants were awful, she had a feeling she would seriously reconsider entering. I hate that so much. Like, if you want to enter, just fucking enter. Yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what he thinks. And uh, anyway, he thinks that like. He loves all the different sides of her personality. He doesn't mention the raving sociopathic bitch who like. That know, is true. He was know. very quick to forgive. Yeah, um, yeah. true. Mm, yeah. And he must know all about her behavior with Regina and Bruce. I mean, you'd imagine so if he's because everyone knew. Yeah, and he's on the team with Bruce. There you go. Yes. And how she went out with uh, Bruce, uh, or she went out with Ken, and then ditched him yeah. when he was blind. Oh yeah, because that was the talk of the town. <laughs> <laughs> So he can was see just too busy on the phone lines <laughs> he, of Project he was, Oh, good he was, preoccupied. He was, he was minding his tragic, his tragic oh, brother. brother. <laughs> we never get more about him. <laughs> no. What's, no. The, what's the deal with little Is brother? Is there even a tragic brother? Oh, I don't think even so. Even at this yeah. point, I was like, save it for the next book. Yeah. You know, it's not relevant. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, uh, he says, why not enter? I think it sounds like fun. And that's the end of the book. Oh my God. That we was Amy's there. true love. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we quick, made it through. Quick question. Go on. <laughs> Why the counselling? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? What did that serve at all? <laughs> that wasn't the cause of her great, you know, coming mm. to terms yeah, with life. Yeah, that is true. It was because Jessica. At the, at the moment where you have... Tom being like oh I need to talk to, him, to someone but who I thought that that was going to segue somehow that would have like, tied in yeah. that like Amy was going to like try it on with them and he was mm. going to break down and then they were going to have a chat and she was going to use the skills she learned at oh, the oh in her God. four hours of self <laughs> put somebody else before herself like yeah. a full yes. circle moment that, no. oh my God. but like that she was, was completely separate mm. to the, to yeah. the yeah. sexual narrative I guess maybe <laughs> it was to teens introduce... of homosexuality she, yes. <laughs> she wasn't connected to it she was the teen Tom was the homosexuality. She, she put out the pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Maybe it was to introduce how she falls for Barry or something. I don't know, maybe. I think it was probably the excuse well, that she could... getting he to could, know Barry, at least. Yeah. yeah, and that he could... I guess they're sort of setting it up that in future episodes, this is a thing that she... Or in future books, she does volunteer in, in the later mm. books. Like, it's a thing that Amy volunteers in Project Youth. So maybe okay. they're sort of... They realised... You need to wow. force, force some character development quickly. Mm, like, she yeah. really is a scarily vapid Bad bitch. Like, so. yeah. she yeah. probably <laughs> Make her in some way human. Have something to about her. Yeah. But I, I that's that the only. I mean, it is very shoehorned. In. It doesn't yeah. really very. make sense to the rest I, of the book. I was sort of thinking that, like, obviously, there's the, there's the two, there's the, the gay line, and then there's her. Mm. And I was thinking that, like, both stories kind of have an emphasis on like being yourself. True. Mm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. So kind of, it's like two storylines, like two similar complementary storylines. Mm. But I did think it was weird that they never interacted. Not properly. Yeah. And the two yeah. like main characters like the main protagonists of the story like both had like completely separate mm. storylines mm. happening um, and really the only time they were together was when like one was being chased chased away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was just fading, like Scooby-Doo running in and out of mm-hmm. corridors swollen ankles to like Ridiculous. drag them yeah. <laughs> please leave Sorry, me alone go. <laughs> bye oh god <laughs> yeah I mean that is a that is a thing in these books that they do try there's a B plot that they very much try and shoehorn in yeah but as, as well as B-plots, did it have any... St- do you have any stats and outfits, Karen? You know I do. Oh, <laughs> especially outfits. Uh, yes. Okay, so in terms of stats, I'm going to try and blast through them because the Wakefields, you know, they weren't 
really the main event in no, this. No, so no. the blondness of the Wakefields only got three mentions. Okay. Their blue green eyes only got three mentions. Mm. However, the fact that Amy is blonde <gasps> got nine mentions. Oh, what? which is quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Nine mentions. Mm-hmm. But that also unusual. But to be fair, the word gay also turned up nine times. So it's like that was as important as the fact <laughs> that Amy <laughs> is blonde. <laughs> really got the priorities. Oh, you know, <laughs> this is how they do it. Uh, people blush seventeen times. Whoa, though, which is that's a lot a of lot. shame for shameless characters, <laughs> isn't it? Though even in Sweet Valley terms, where they do blush a lot, yeah, that is a lot. It's yeah, that was a very big one. worrying match. <laughs> got some sort of condition. I think so. Yeah, there's something going on there. Uh, for outfits, okay. <gasps> so we have Jessica heading off to the beach disco in oh a skimpy Lord. outfit. Uh, so yeah, she's wearing a black top that was skimpier than what she usually wore, but she liked the racy effect it created, mm. uh, along with the black bangles she'd layered on her wrist. She knew she looked hot because she's also wearing a bright red mini skirt that oh swirls when she turns. <laughs> Paired with fire engine red lipstick. Ooh. It's quite the look. Quite a toot or a boot? What do you reckon, Lars? I'm going to give that a toot. <laughs> nice. Oh. I would say a boot for a oh. girl. A mini skirt yeah. that twirls. Like, are we talking like it goes up in the air and she's oh. just showing knickers? I'm thinking like, of sort of a rah-rah skirt. Like it's got layers. Yeah, yeah. But is that a mini skirt then? Mm. It wouldn't Depends how short it is. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think a mini skirt would move that much. No. You know, you It'd be either A-line or tight. That moves is like Christina Aguilera dirty video. Like that skirt can go any which way. Very true. Yeah. And also... That's a really sort of like, it's a skimpier than usual, but how skimpy is it? I don't know. What's your base? I'd say pretty skimpy. What do you suggest? Pretty yeah, skimpy. it's probably okay. pretty skimpy. No. It's probably just like a bandana around her boobs or something. Yeah, like getting under boob and side boob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite crazy. It's a nipple tassel. Yeah. It is quite ex-Tina now. <laughs> uh, so in contrast, then, uh, Liz going to the disco was wearing khaki pants and a striped tank top. Oh, oh my God. The worst. Well, there's your lesbian representation. <laughs> <laughs> She was there all this time. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing dungarees and a t-shirt from a French resort town mm. and I think that I'm more di- beach disco ready I, than yeah. Liz everyone, in her fucking khakis. Read it again. Khakis and... So, khaki pants and a striped tank top. Oh my God. Oh God. They're chinos. They're fucking chinos. <laughs> when, you, when you've yeah. got to give advice to a gay at four but you've got to speak to the manager at seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing full on cargo pants. Oh, oh see, I'm thinking of high waisted sort of dad chinos because we are told that the That's sweet valians like yeah. okay. like a chino. They love a chino okay. with a real mm. proper with crease. Oh, yeah. yeah, they love a good no. crease. Uh, Amy's outfit. Though. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's put some <gasps> thought into this. I love this. So she decided this is her going to the beach disco. She decided to dress all in white because Tom was tennis uh, tennis obsessed enough to appreciate the look. I mean, that's not why he'd appreciate the look. <laughs> she has chosen. Uh, she chose. Tight white jeans, a white halter top, and a lot of silver jewellery because the beach disco often used strobe lights. So Amy thought the effect of the lights on her blonde hair and white clothing would be dynamite. Oh, <laughs> that is dressed for a lip sync for Isn't it though? There's oh your my God. It I mean, is. she is Jesus. ready to go. Oh, uh, Jake at the beach disco in his, oh my God. his very chic. This he's quite something. He's wearing a funky grey jacket. Baggy grey trousers and a wild bow tie. <laughs> How wild are we talking? <laughs> is it like a huge sort of black <laughs> thing around? I don't know. Are there like tigers on it and a puma? We can only hope. Um, Amy at the party, this, the other time she's chasing Tom around the place, uh, she wears a red halter dress that shows off her tan and figure and makes it hard not to notice her. But you know. 
Well, you do send out manages it. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then finally, oh yeah, I don't even know why I marked this one. It was Barry at the beach. Uh, Barry looked cute. He was wearing neon green swimming trunks (laughs) and a pair of sunglasses hung on a cord around his neck. Very practical. Are they prescription? I wonder. Are they like prescription and then he takes them off? On a cord? Like like a lanyard? Like your classic (laughs) 16-year-old at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Known for their glasses accessories. I I would say, I I guess that at the moment, like... 90s fashion kind of it's it's moving off for the last couple of years like mm. 90s fashion has been having a bit of oh, revival frighteningly so yes. so there, there is a lot in there that I'm hearing like I could see versions there's of there's a version that. of it that would be amazing on Instagram probably yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah it's true I have to no wait TikTok for, for I'm the, just the top two of the week would definitely be like Amy's neon disco yeah quite jeans her virgin <laughs> virginal you know party you know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a jewelry catching the strobe mm. lighting, but like she's really like, thought about this from every angle. And also, like, what what sort of wild dancing are you? Pro- are you oh, do? oh, the descriptions of dancing. Oh my god, <laughs> there was an episode. Well, it was a school dance, but that uh, Jessica leapt into the arms of uh, bad boy rich kid Bruce, Bruce Patman, yeah. who moves with the grace of a young lion. Mm. We're told, oh, and yeah. he lifted her into the air yeah. and spun, spun her around. <laughs> oh my god. Next level. I got the impression it was kind of ballroom dancing they were doing <gasps> at the disco. Ooh, oh no, I don't think it's meant to be, no. but they do do a lot of like they randomly break into swing dancing. Which is the like. whole "Will you dance with me?" <laughs> they do yeah. a lot of that. Me feel no, that. this is just they're just weirdly formal. I could tell you that in Dublin teen indie discos in 1991, "Will you dance with me?" when <laughs> meant "Will you French kiss me?" in a this very <laughs> mm. dark school gym with like a DJ <laughs> yeah. in a corner. Well, like a slow it meant set, "Will you snog me?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's they're, yeah they are yeah. weirdly old-fashioned and formal. They ask people in, to you know. dance when yeah. they're just sort of just grooving around, yeah. like yeah, which yeah. has well, not have been a thing in like, yeah. my lifetime. No, I don't think mm, not at all. No. So, uh, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, now you've been introduced mm. to the world <laughs> of Sweet Valley. I'm not gonna I'm intrigued at the pageant. I don't know who. I, is. Yeah, okay. I want to know. Yeah. You might dip your toe back in again. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Well, there is only one way to find out, listeners, um, because we will be back here in two weeks. Mm. And uh, we we also uh, will be in the Pi Beta Alpha Clubhouse in one week. But of course, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And so are James and Kean. James and Kean, can you tell us about Sissy That Pod? Yes. Uh, well, if you like RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm going to assume that there is a crossover that would oh, exist I think there is quite a large fans of camp. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. camp pageantry. Amy Sutton is our diva. Is our god. <laughs> <laughs> Step aside, Celine. Step aside, Mariah. A new diva. She <laughs> has Michelle Visage vibes. Mm. Absolutely, she's mm. riding someone's coattails. Right yeah, at the top. oh right to my the top. god, it's gonna be top. He's gonna be a tennis champion. There it is, and party boy. Uh, but we are a. I, I don't even know how regularly we're on anymore. There's just so much drag race. We cover drag race. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, at least once a week. At yeah. least once a You'd week. Be fair yeah. to say. We just finished up with Drag Race Spain there um, this week, and or I just finished up with Drag Race Spain last time. So now we'll be down to one episode a week for mm. All Stars. 
Um, and yeah, it's going fun. We got some great guests on. We had you guys on. It was brilliant. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We were <laughs> talking about Drag Race fun. Down Under. We had strong yeah. feelings. We, we did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. It's true. So yeah, if you're watching any of the series, we'll probably be covering it in some form. So yeah, just check us out wherever you, wherever and you, you get your podcasts. Mm. And you can listen to the back catalogue as well. See, oh, yeah, watch. Get mm. right back there. Get right back yeah. to UK season one, all the oh. season 19, when none of us knew what social distancing was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the olden days. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well, of course, listeners. Uh, as uh, you know, as members of the Headstuff Podcast Network, you can su- uh, support both of us, all four of us, all of our shows, mm-hmm. by <laughs> signing up to Headstuff Plus for as little as five euros a month. That's right. Yeah, and once you do, you can decide to spread your money across three shows or one show. Spread it across two. Why yeah. not us and Sissy that plus? Why, Why not? not? It's a pretty you good combo. The tragic life that gay people have. <laughs> yes. So sad. Come on. Really Give you should <laughs> try and. They need your help. <laughs> I want to be able to go out and buy a watch and not care about it. I'll take the weirdest watch you have. <laughs> Fund James and Kian's watch buying people. Fund their watches. That's all we have. <laughs> you can hear how miserable they are. Yeah. <laughs> they just need you to fund them on Headstuff Plus. And you can fund oh, us too. It's yeah. true. And you'll get yeah, access to our bonus content and you guys' bonus content. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you have on your bonus content God, at so the moment? We have mm. covered some of the Drag Race offshoots like um, Vegas Review, oh, which nice. is oh. fun. And we've done a couple of like little like list episodes where we've talked about like our favourite lip sync assassins. Oh, cool. We've had like additional interviews. We had Cheryl Hole on. Mm-hmm. Oh, deadly. Um, I can't remember. Who we had like on. an extent we've extended versions of interviews as oh, well cool. yeah, like yeah. Nina Flowers and stuff. oh like brilliant yeah. you get such good, good guests oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you because remember if you join up to Headstuff Plus you get everybody's bonus content and uh, of course we are in the Pie Beach Clubhouse um, next week mm-hmm. now what is it next week in the clubhouse oh god it's poetic injustice oh it is apparently it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a teacher crush situation mm. so don't know what uh how that's going to go down, probably find wildly out. inappropriately. <laughs> um, but yes, Pi Beta Alpha members, we will see you then. You know we always love hearing from you. We have gone, we are in the studio, so we don't have time to go through <laughs> all your amazing messages this week. But we will go uh, look at them in the next episode because... You know we love hearing from you. You can get in touch with us on uh, Twitter at svhpodcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we are on Instagram where Karen uses her professional skills to sterling effect. When I should be working, I do stuff on Instagram instead. <laughs> she did an amazing poster for the cocktail that we know we'll all be drinking this summer. <laughs> the Mr. Collins! <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> the Tom Collins has got an upgrade. Yes, yeah. It's much better now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can check us out there at SVH Podcast. So, we will see you Pi Beta Alpha members next week for Poetic Injustice. Mm. But we will see everybody back here in the main feed in two weeks when we find out how Liz reacts when Jessica Wakefield is determined to be <laughs> Miss Team Sweet Valley. Amazing. <laughs> Great job. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 
Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. 